This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in to talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Conan. And man, things have gotten crazy since last week. Uh, 420, the unofficial holiday for cannabis users throughout the world, happened yesterday, obviously. And... New York City went crazy arresting people for having pot parties. What shocked me is is people passing around because we did the 420 rally yesterday in Concord. That's right. What surprised me was seeing people Conan wasn't there, but passing around cannabis, like smoking it. Oh, like like old times. Yeah, I'm all for you know not taking the virus that seriously, but I think right now I would. I would just smoke my own. You oh, know? really? Really? Yeah. That that actually like crosses your line, huh? That's interesting. Well, yeah, it's basically like French kissing strangers. Sure, but I've been doing that for two decades of my life. Oh, for sure. So I've, I've heard that smokers are actually almost immune to this because their lungs are so scraped, scraped <laughs> crapped up with tar all over it. The corona doesn't have anything to <laughs> really? stick to. Yeah. Well, I'm in good shape then. There I like you go. This. Right. <laughs> in uh, other news, uh, but what, I wanted to add something yeah. to that. I heard. That the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws, NORML, which has been for decades like one of the top lobbying organizations to try to change the laws, that at the beginning of this whole so-called crisis, that they actually put out a notice saying that they were warning marijuana users to not pass joints anymore, to not pass pipes, to no longer do the traditions of marijuana that have existed for decades, you know, for generations of passing joints and, and pipes around, they were saying it's a new normal. You got to have your own joint, basically. You got to have your own pipe. Don't share it with uh, with anybody. And we were absolutely passing them around uh, yeah. yesterday, just like it was any old day, because it was any old day. It the was. only difference between today and last year and the years before that is all of a sudden people have gone insane and lost their minds over a bunch of what I would consider to be propaganda. Whether or not it is propaganda, I don't know. Uh, it, oh, it's propaganda. Well, for sure. It's being used Whether as propaganda. Whether it's true is yeah. another question. I still wouldn't partake in the passing of joint well, ceremony. Well, you're not a cannabis smoker anyway. No, but I used right? to be. Okay. Did you partake? Did you pass them oh, at yeah. that time? So you feel like the danger is higher now, or would you have not partaken in passing it a year ago? I don't think I would have passed it a year ago, mm-hmm. simply because okay. my perspectives on things have shifted. So then it wasn't the COVID thing that changed. That. I wouldn't think so, but okay. I, I was still surprised to see it had no no consideration whatsoever among the people gathered. No, Except for the reporter who was out there. I don't think anyone else <laughs> yes. gave any thought to any. it. Uh, well, I, I think that one of the guys there who was handing out joints, um, who I didn't know, Carlos, uh, I, I met him there. And he was giving out joints before 420 happened, right? So we start at 420 and he was handing out a few joints. And so, you know, I thanked him because we'd, yeah. we'd brought our own. I didn't need it, but uh, he handed me one. And so I lit it up and we're smoking at the time and I offered to pass it back to him. And he looked like he was considering not taking it. And I think oh, yeah? that I think that's probably what was going through his mind. He didn't verbalize that, oh, I rolled these specifically for each individual. That was just sort of the impression that I got. And he kind of just shrugged it off and accepted it. And then it just started going around. So it was awesome. I've run into the same situation in the last two weeks with handshaking. Uh huh. You go in for the handshake, and then both both freeze and think about it. Right. Cut for a split oh, second, and then we're like, "Oh, screw this nonsense!" Yeah. And we go to, go into the handshake. Good. 
Um, but these are, you know, good old boys, uh, not necessarily, you know, little old ladies at Walmart who like to yell at me because I stand too close to the, the <laughs> person in front of me. I've been, you've been yelled at Hold twice on, who now. Yelled at this you? has happened little, staff or another customer? Staff. Whoa. So I've been yelled at twice now because I just forget. I just I, forget. I either put my yeah. groceries on the conveyor belt before I'm supposed to, oh, or, I, or I stand a little yeah. too far in the, the, uh, over top of the, the stand here box. I think that we should be acting like this is ridiculous i think that uh, well i always give them the eye yeah. i always give i roll my eyes i give them the eyebrow i'm like yeah. look all I'm right start whatever saying things it's I, i'm gonna i started it this this past weekend when i went to a gas station out at the 420 as i said something about that they were behind plexiglass and i said something like this is ridiculous or this plexiglass stuff is ridiculous so i was specific with what i was being critical of i just choose not to go to places that do that sort of thing it's going to be everywhere yeah, you wait when we go back Hopefully to work. Hopefully not, man. Where I have mean, you been? Where it's not right now? It's not. It's not going. The masks. Corner news. Maybe? They're gonna. They're gonna let people go back to work. Do they? I've they, been there in about a week. It's been two weeks since I've been there. They had it when I was there. They had the did hanging. They? It wasn't plexiglass. Oh, yeah. It was yes, hanging down like yes, um, yeah. plastic, yeah. basically. Hanging by hanging by whatever wires. Yeah, whatever. You know but, those uh, clear plastic uh, binder pages that you can put sheets of paper in to keep yeah. them safe? I walked into a gas station earlier, and an employee had one of those like wrapped around <laughs> his head. Oh, it's lunacy out there. The people and, have uh, lost their damn minds. And on top of that, they had one of those plexiglasses, you know? So he's like... Double protected. <laughs> I'm just like, well, you just sell me this monster so yeah. I can get the hell out of here. The folks have lost their minds. You, what You wait. When, I don't, when they release us back into the wild... It, where I'm in this, I've been an essential warrior this whole time, so I've been going to work. But Sununu, our guy, His Excellency, is going to say, "All right, you, my guy. you can go back to work, uh, but you're all going to be wearing masks." Well, that's part of what we, the and, big question is: is and what I'm are like, the rules going to be in New Hampshire? We haven't seen any proposals yet. He's supposedly working on that this week, right? I don't know if you guys heard that, but Sununu I did not hear that. Supposedly working, not on the this. beaches, but maybe everything else. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He's supposed to release it by Friday. Is that right? what he said? I, I don't thought know. it was by Friday. But you know, last week we covered Texas and. California and their plans, which involve total medical authoritarian statism being if you want to reopen, if you're not a so-called essential business, if you're one of these businesses that wants to reopen, then you have to follow their Department of Health and Human Services so-called guidelines, which are now mandates uh, that you do X, Y, and Z. One of them. And remember, Texas is supposed to be like a business friendly state, right? As is New Hampshire. Right. One of them in Texas is that if you have a business that you want to reopen, you cannot allow your customers to come inside. Hold on. How, how are you supposed to sell things to your customers? You got to take, uh-huh. take them out to the street for them. You figure that out. They would have to somehow know what items you have. How they're going to do that, I don't know. Um, unless they're regular customers and know exactly what they want every time. So they're going to have to somehow know what you have. They'll have to phone the order in or internet order the order in, and then they arrive at your store. You can send an employee out to deliver the product to their car. The businesses that have successfully done this here in this town, you've got it, most of the shopping is done online. Mm-hmm. You put in an order. You go to them. You honk or you call them. They'll have yep. their number on the door. They come out to you. They've got a card reader. And they'll slide your card and hand you your purchase, and that's it. And They're instructed to put the item in the trunk or in the back seat of the car. So you're not allowed to like get out <laughs> and take the item or help them with the item or whatever. If they deliver the item, they're only allowed to leave it at the door. This is in Texas. This is in Texas. Wow. This is if you want to reopen. So you have to. How completely... long are these restrictions projected? It's not last? clear. Forever. 
not clear. If they have their way they forever. they feel like it. If Fauci has his way, if Gates has his way, in 18 months from now, it'll it's be all good crazy. to go. It's crazy. Whenever you get, whenever the vaccine comes out, it'll all be good to go. Think about this. But you got to get your vaccine, and you got to get your chip, and you got, and, and your your new tattoo, Arya. You do IT your new, work, Your Aria. new vaccine yeah. tattoo. I don't think any of what Conan just said is likely, but But yes. you, you know. It's what, it's what they want. You know how businesses are with their websites. They're like yeah. an afterthought for most businesses. Local businesses, they have a website. They have a Facebook page, maybe. Some don't even have a website. They just have a Facebook page, right? They're not Walmart. They're not Amazon. They don't have an entire inventory. They're not Staples. They don't have their whole inventory listed online. So it's impossible for a customer to shop online if they don't already know what the products are. If they have no idea what they want, they can't browse if they can't go into the store. So these businesses are going to lose tremendous business if they even try to reopen under these circumstances. Oh, and don't forget, the employee then has to go inside and wash their hands after they deliver to every single customer car. The new normal, man. It's nuts. (laughs) It is. So it's that's like the question. Store- is, how much of that is going to be in New Hampshire? And don't think about complaining. I can't imagine New Hampshire would put up with that, but I didn't imagine New Hampshire would put up with any form of a lockdown. Don't think about complaining about it on Facebook and starting a new group to, to do a protest because it's going to get taken down. YouTube's taking down videos of that stuff, Left too, and apparently. right. Left and right because it's dangerous. Well, Facebook has always have had a heavy head with censorship, right? And the reasoning for this one is that, you know, it's technically illegal to be doing these things. Well, that's what they would say, but others would say it's completely constitutional and, uh, you know, these are our human rights and they should be protected. And freedom yep. of speech. Protesting, as far as I'm aware, um, it's, I mean, you can't really make that illegal. But they have. They have. Yeah. And they're not going to stop. So what else is going to happen next? 855-450-373. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control, and you can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Conan. And you know, for years, libertarians of all stripes have wanted a directory of liberty-minded businesses, and we're helping to build one, liberty.menu. Liberty.menu is a tool for our community. At its core is a directory for events, businesses, and digital content, and more. Listings can be rated and reviewed, and there's a bit of a social network aspect to it so you can connect and share with others. However, use of Liberty.menu is exclusively for individuals who reject the initiation of force and those who agree to abide by the ethics of the non-aggression principle. So put your voluntarist ideas into action at Liberty.menu and use code FTL to get a special badge. Again, that's Liberty.menu. Now, we're talking about the, the craziness going on. as The we lunacy. The, the strangest thing about yesterday was as we the held our signs. Yes. As we held our signs and waved at people was seeing people drive around wearing face masks inside their own personal vehicles. <laughs> it makes me wonder if these people are just sitting at home. With a face mask on. Watching Tiger King <laughs> wearing a face mask. I don't know. Who knows? In their underwear. What with a face mask on? It's totally insane, man. Well, let's well, go. They t- are scared. These people are frightened. Well, they've been, they've, doing... they've been told to be right, and they're constantly being told to be not only by the government but by the mainstream media. And if all they're doing is sitting inside watching television, then they're seeing even more mainstream media. They're immersing themselves in it. The reporter that was here uh, yesterday that we we spoke with from the BBC, she she actually sat in on the show for right. a segment last night. She's completely immersed, 
right? So one oh, of the sure. questions, one of the questions that she's asking me is like, well, I've been talking to all these doctors in New York City, and there's all this, you know, danger and bad, bad scary danger. And I'm like, well, out here in the rest of the world, you know, <laughs> we have a different perspective on these things. If you were to immerse yourself in this and believe everything you're told, you're going to believe that this is the most deadly thing that we've ever come across in our lifetimes and that everybody should be as sc- scared of everybody else. Everyone's a potential carrier. Even your own family members are a danger to you now. And uh, and that we need the government to, to keep us safe. It's it reminds insane. me of 2016 uh, with the Trump election as these as these rich liberal students in colleges just sat around telling themselves, you know, if Trump gets elected, it's going to be the next Holocaust. And we're all moving to Canada. <laughs> LGBT people, disabled people, they're going to be rounded up and put in ovens. And they worked themselves up into this hysterical, psychotic right. frenzy. And now those same individuals are complaining that he isn't authoritarian enough. He right. Didn't, he didn't lock us down hard That's enough. True. He didn't. The boot didn't come down hard enough on our necks. <laughs> What's wrong with this guy? Yeah, it's true. There was a survey um, done in New Hampshire where it broke down. I mean, it was a tremendous number of people that were in like two thirds of people in New Hampshire that responded to the survey. Now, you know, probably they're not they're mm-hmm. not all New Hampshire natives, right? But the, these people responding to the survey, two-thirds of them thought that the social distancing was way more important than restarting the economy. A very, very small, slim number want to, to restart the economy. But when you broke it down by political uh, perspective— right. It was way more Democrats wanted the uh, the social distancing than the undeclareds, not as many, and then the Republicans, not 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 near as many, but still a good solid number wants the social distancing. I would also like to see those stats broken down even further into who works for a living versus kids, Ooh, college yeah. kids, uh, retirees, because mm-hmm. I bet you would they see that. I bet you see ninety percent of the damn working force, the guys who are actually paying yeah. their bills every month on time. Or living month to month, like probably a lot of them are. I shared it last night, Conan. If you go to the Free Talk Live Twitter at twitter.freetalklive.com or the mastodon at toot.freetalklive.com or telegram.freetalklive.com, just scroll back to yesterday mm-hmm. and click in there because they did do a demographic breakdown. So by age group and I think a couple of uh, other categories as well. Well, let's go to the phones. We've got Steve calling from Arkansas. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. How's everybody doing? Hey, Steve. Hey, what's on your mind? All right, so. You know, I feel like we're living in, like, the Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. A Black Mirror, actually. Do what now? Black Mirror. Have you ever seen any of those? I mean, that was inspired uh, by the you Twilight know, I've Zone. You know, I've never gotten into the, to that. But, uh, no, it's just, it's so bizarre because I personally know one person that has actually contracted COVID-19. Uh, it's just a buddy from college. He lives down in Alabama now. How old is he uh, and how did it go for him? Uh, he is about 35 mm-hmm. and he was fine. I mean, he just, he stayed home, had a little cough, um, nothing, nothing major. No biggie. Um, I don't but, know a single person who has well, it, but I know, I physically know more people that tried to buy a tiger with their stimulus check <laughs> <laughs> than, than people who actually came down with the virus. Well, that's the thing. So, you may know people who have it, yep. but they just don't know they have it. Because this one guy that you know, the only reason he knows he had it is because he went and got tested. Most people, if they came down with a cough in February, March, or you know April or whatever, would just weather the storm. They'd get through it. They'd you know take a day off work if it was really bad, and then they'd be all right. Yeah, the question you need to ask yourself is, how many people, how many people do you know that have been tested and then go from there, because I'm thinking a lot of them, a lot of them were tested. It came out negative, mm-hmm. and a lot of people who were positive 
they didn't have any symptoms because they right. walked it off. Because they, guess what? Because they have an immune system. See, I don't care about the testing. The media narrative about this, the social distance, distancing narrative, the lockdown narrative. So everybody's going to die if mm-hmm. we don't do these things. We've had people accuse us of zero people who have died from this. Right. Well, here's what. Here's another question to ask. How many how many of the, the essential warriors that are out there, all of the Walmart employees, a lot of these, you know, a lot of these delivery guy on the delivery guy. Let's give a how, shout how, out to the essential workers who aren't healthcare workers. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah. The, the new the uh, ones who are actually keeping the world going. The right new now. hero, right. the truck yeah. drivers of the world. Yeah. How many Walmart yeah. employees that have been out on the front lines this entire month and a month and a half now almost that have gotten the covid have gotten the corona? How many? Yeah, it I must mean, have happened. No, Go ahead. Yeah, there's no telling. And I, you know, I live in western Arkansas. I'm only about an hour from Walmart headquarters. Mm-hmm. And hey. Highway 49 is probably the busiest highway in the state. And right now, currently, as we speak, Highway 49 is shut down because poor some, some poor SOB is on top of a bridge saying he's going to jump. So they have traffic stopped. He's but, probably just some poor sap that's sick of seeing his wife and kids. Every day because he can't go to yep. work. Or maybe he's I mean, fired from his job and he's lo- buried under loads of debt, as many Americans are. Living paycheck and, to paycheck. And feels as though life is hopeless. I mean, I wouldn't blame exactly. somebody for feeling pretty despondent in, in this circumstance. Exactly. I mean, my wife owns a beauty salon. And of course, she was forced to shut her beauty salon. Um, oh. It's been a month now. They're, you know, Of course, they just approved more funds today for these small business loans. But she... She's self-employed, so the system's not set up for self-employed folks mm-hmm. to get unemployment yet. Now they're saying they'll be back pay, but that doesn't. For the last month, she hasn't brought a dime into the house, and you know we're going to be fine. Unfortunately, I, I have a good job, right. but for the single moms that do that, what I mean, what are they doing? They're they're losing their minds right now. I bet. Um, Excellent point, it's Steve. Terrifying. Thank you so terrifying. much for the call. I, I hope the guy out there on the bridge right now um, is reasoned with and he comes down. But that $1,200 stimulus check is already gone for most Americans. <laughs> right. I haven't gotten mine yet. And there's not another one coming. Oh, there's going to be more coming. There'll be more. I bet you there's going to be more. This is UBI. This is the new, they're testing yeah. it. They're testing UBI to see if it'll work. It's coming. But they know it won't. It's a pacifier, though. This is Free Talk. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in to talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's free, uh, Ian. And Conan. And Bitcoin.com. Did you almost say it's Free Talk almost, Live? I don't know what I was going to say there. <laughs> Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com that allows you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash using dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. 
There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site. And all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. So finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin Cash. Again, that's local.bitcoin.com. The best place and easiest place to get Bitcoin Cash for those out there who, for some reason, haven't bought it yet. It's never too late. It isn't. Uh, gold and cryptocurrency is what I'm advising everyone to get into right now because the the banking system is doing everything it can mm-hmm. to destroy the USD as fast as possible. Well, let's go to the phones. We've got Lonnie calling from California. Lonnie, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, what's on your mind? Well, um, I just want to say welcome to the hashtag COVID-1984. Everybody stay home, bro. I'm I'm actually going to go in another direction, another dystopia. This is COVID Brave New World. Mm. Not not a whole lot of the... the, Where's the Soma? I want to get high. That's your video games. That's your Tiger King. Oh, right. Didn't you do that yesterday? Wasn't that your Soma? Well, Soma was way more effective, right? Like, have you ever read Brave New World? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the people are- Listeners that don't know. The people want this, and that was the key element of Brave New World. The people Mm -hmm. wanted their authoritarian rule, telling them how to live their lives every day, telling them what they could and couldn't do. The entertainment aspect, I thought, was way more important. Like, the Marvel movies, as much as I enjoyed them, really Mm -hmm. drove it home. It was just the same movie released over and over and over, and Mm -hmm. the masses loved it. I love it. it. Mm Mm-hmm. Eat it up. And it's, yeah, and it's just divide and conquer. Not only will the people demand their enslavement, but, you know, it'll tear them apart from the inside. You know, I had a friend telling me today that because I support people protesting and going outside that, you know, um, and I said, like, you know, that made me a racist, you know. that A racist? A murdering murdering (laughs) racist. You know, someone... That's like putting people's lives at risk. Oh, I see. Then, you know, You're against the human person. race kind yeah, of racist, right? From, I like something that had acknowledged that the flu was from Wuhan, so that made me a racist. But no, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to, uh, one, one good thing that, you know, can come out of it is it, it forces people to open their contact list and call their friends for work. So that can be a tax-free, you know, um, consent. A, a transaction with consent. Um, so that's how agorist uh, transactions have been blossoming in my life recently. I just kind of be like, okay, well, I'm not going to stay inside. Like, I want, I want everyone to keep going to work. So who can I link up with if that's that's in that same camp? You know, and mm. and it, people will call you a lot of weird things. Oh, I the the biggest laugh I had was over this weekend. Somebody told me that a former uh, listener, former supporter who's completely turned against uh, me and Free Talk Live and hates Keen and hates uh, civil disobedience activism. Well, we ruined libertarianism. That kind of person, yeah. So this person was accusing all of us that went to these protests over the weekend of being manslaughterers. Right. You know what worries me about this entire thing is how that group refuses to have a good faith conversation with us. Like, okay, I value liberty more than I value life. They value life more than they value liberty. Mm. I understand where they're coming from, but they refuse to recognize the validity of our position. Well, they'll they'll shoot we're just, you. We're apparently. just evil, hateful, selfish people, right? If they think you're a manslaughterer, then that means that they will try to kill you if you get close to them, right? Like if you uh-huh. step step within their six foot I mean, bounds. It, it, you know, with people 
around the country getting all of a sudden locked up for being in COVID. It was like that one state that said that gave the governor permission to, or the governor decided to say, if you see anyone that's sick, you can actually lock them up. It's, you know, it's just so much gray area. It's just, it's really gone above and beyond the law now. It's just, it is a medical march toward medical prison planet. Wasn't it, uh, uh, Governor, it, wasn't de Blasio was telling you need to snitch on people who are breaking the six-foot rule? You need to send, yes, mm-hmm. snitch your neighbors, send the pictures right. into this. Uh, say something, say something. Yeah, except the, kind it, of nonsense. Kind of blew up in his face, though, because everyone's sending. Uh, sending their uh, genitalia. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what you should do, by the way. <laughs> All right, well, hey, thanks for the call. Yeah, yeah when, all, when all the while, nobody, you know, ah, thanks. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you so much for the call. I don't imagine things are going to get better anytime soon. There are, there is this report here from um, Newsweek about when states, based on some kind of data they pull together, can expect to actually reopen. Vermont is one of the earliest. None of them are very soon, Uh Vermont certainly the earliest, and why won't it let me make that bigger? I thought, I thought Georgia was going to be opening this Friday or something. Opening. I'd like to see the details, because remember, we see what Texas is going to do to reopen. Right. So I'm sure it's going to be all kinds. They're not just going to let people go back to normal, because it's statism. It's control. They don't just like yeah. take more control and then let it go back, uh, even though they should, for good to have a nice economy where they can, you know, go out and buy things. Because the price of oil, apparently, or oil futures, I'm not exactly sure what exact price it was, but some really important oil price went below zero yesterday. Yeah, which meant that the oil companies would pay other companies to take oil <laughs> yeah. from them. Yeah. It's insane. Never happened before in the history of recorded oil prices, from what I understand. I believe it. I can't imagine what sort of insanity has to happen for that scenario to come about. Well, here is my understanding is that because people aren't driving, for the most part, there are still some people driving, but not very many. Um, because people aren't driving, demand has gone down, so the price of oil has plummeted. Right? That's why we see less than $2 a gallon oil here in Minnesota a couple weeks ago. It was below $0.80 cents in uh, wow. some places per gallon. Yeah. So the price has been going down. Normally, when the price of oil goes down... When people are like normal and like driving, they'll drive more because gas is cheap, right? So doesn't matter how much you drive. But I wonder here, if that's why it hasn't dropped as much in New Hampshire as, as it has in other Because people are driving a little more yeah. here? That could be. Um, but uh, anyway, so since people aren't driving that much, the price goes down. They don't respond by driving more because they're still not driving, so the price goes down some more. And the problem is what they've said is that the uh, the way the oil companies or the, the taps in the ground work, once you tap into that oil, it just keeps on coming, right? So, like... You they're basically shut it off. They're basically looking for people to store right. their oil. So they got all this oil coming out. They don't want to close the the lid on this thing because I don't know how difficult that is or costly or whatever. But they haven't yet, uh, and they can't or something, or maybe it's really expensive down the line. So they just keep on pumping out all this oil that they can't do anything with, and it's gotten to the point where they're running out of places to put it. And so that's why they're like, "Please take this from me. We'll pay you to take <laughs> to take this oil and put it somewhere." It's crazy. They're supposedly shutting down uh, some of the some of the oil companies or whatever. Uh, they're supposedly shutting down the production in certain areas, but that won't happen until May. 
So like it, it takes time to do these things. So we may end up seeing like oil shortages as a result of uh, of this eventually. I mean, who knows how this is going to end up panning out? Yeah, because once these lockdowns in, everybody and their entire family is going to be on the road, going to restaurants, going to bars, going everywhere. It's going to be a terrible right, I'm not, day. I'm not so sure about that. Not right away. They're not going to have any money. How are you going to go oh, to yeah, a restaurant true. if you've just <laughs> blown all your savings on what bills you still had to pay during the interim? And according to whatever data Newsweek was getting their data from, some of these go up to June the 29th before these states can reopen, reopen based on the reported cases. May 11th for New Hampshire, one of the earliest ones. May the 4th for, for Vermont. I was hoping this was going to end on April 7th when they initially said, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to lock down until this date and then we're, we're going to let you do your thing. But no, we're now, what, a month into this with at least another month ahead of us judging by what they're saying and even then when they reopen what is it really going to be seven states now according to cnn have uh requirements that you wear masks in public we have to get into that we're going to get into that when we get back 855-450-3733 what do you think about the coronavirus how would you reopen the economy that's 855-453 as in free talk live This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Conan. And we've got Mark on the lines. Mark, how's it going out there? Well, I uh, found an article today that I wanted to share with you guys. I don't know if you saw it. I put it in the show prep. Um, it says that here from – I've officially study- muted the show prep room. Okay. Studyfinds.org. Rate of coronavirus infections in Los Angeles up to 55 times higher than confirmed cases. And that got me to thinking. So – I expected this sort of thing to come along, that uh, a lot of people had coronavirus that, you know, weren't showing symptoms or didn't show much of a symptom and they never got really tested and they're not part of the numbers that, um, you know, the confirmed cases numbers. And what basically this does is sort of officially give every side the opportunity to claim victory in in this whole case, right? So, um, you know, the uh, the Republicans can say, see, see, we told you it wasn't worth the trouble. And, um, you know, it's just like the flu. And, it, and apparently the death rate is going to be something just like the flu. Um, According to the government numbers. Well, no, I think it's probably the government number is going to claim that it's significantly higher and that it probably will. If it's going to be anything, it's going to be lower. Well, the reality is it's them- lower. But the numbers are that it's about the flu, from what I understand. Yeah, aren't there also reports that they're just saying that anyone who dies in a hospital with COVID-like symptoms has died of COVID? Wouldn't surprise me. I've seen the reports of that. I just don't know if it's true. Numbers are so preliminary right now, and people are scrambling for them. Of course, people want numbers. They want to know what's going on. They're being told they can't leave their houses or they're terrified or whatever the case may be. But uh, so, I mean, of course, there's a demand for numbers, but these numbers aren't going to be any good for a year until for a year, at least. Until we're all locked down dealing with 2021 uh, Corona. (laughs) And so 
what this sort of brought up for me is, is on one hand, um, you know, like I said, like I said, it was going to say that the Democrats are going to claim victory because if we save just one life, then, you know, the, the total scuttling of the entire economy is worth it. But yeah, but they're going to kill a lot more lives than one. Said? They're going to take a lot more lives than just one. There's a guy up on a bridge in Arkansas right now, apparently threatening to jump mm-hmm. off. Well, there you go. Um, but like I said, every side gets to claim victory, and that includes you, right? Like you get to claim victory because that's kind of how this is all going to go. And the point I'd like to make is is that I want people to think about the I'm question. I'm not going to claim wa- victory because freedom is lost. Well, victory in so much as you believe you're correct in everything that you've said, right? Well, I don't know what the truth is. All I know is I'm not going to change my life for all this crap. Well, we will never be able to know what could have happened. I mean, that's always going to be speculation. Everyone on every side well, of this can always say, well, it would have been worse if you hadn't listened to me. Right. If we hadn't quarantined, it would have been disastrous. The two, the two million they were toting from the first uh, they want month ago. Ours yeah. is just a speculative, though. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, and so is theirs. But it's like we have these numbers and we did things. We did A, we did B, we did C. And everyone, like Mark is saying, everyone's going to continue to defend their argument mm-hmm. till the end, till 2030 when we're dealing the with the difference 2030 is Rona. They forced everybody to do things their way and we weren't given a choice because uh, we and would give people a choice. Part. That's the point. That's the point I'm trying to make here is, is that there's um, you can look at this from a couple of different um, ways, right? Like, A, did the government have the right to do this? Because no, they're I just say, people, right? If if the if they if the death toll was fifty percent, they still didn't have the right to do it. Agreed. And then uh-huh. you would have the question as to whether or not the government had the reason to do it. And you have to figure out in your own mind, as the uh, the person here, what percentage of the population dying, and I would presume that we're talking about the most uh, vulnerable of the population dying, and that's probably true with every infectious disease out there, but what percentage of the population dying is worth shutting down the economy for? Because there are consequences to this. If you're saying it's 10% of the population that could have died, we know that, I mean, there's an answer to the question. Then maybe there's a good enough reason if it's going to be 10% or 50% or... See, I can't even think about it in those terms, Mark. To me, the question isn't how many people have to die before you give up your freedoms, because that's essentially the question you're asking. My answer is just one, me, because that that option isn't on the table. Well, their reason is not that 10% or 20%. Their reason is we want more power and we're going to use this excuse because we used 9-11 as an excuse before. And now here's a new excuse that's even better. Uh, As uh, as Donald Trump said in his recent tweet last night, this was right after the show ended uh, yesterday evening. Let me pull up this tweet because it's absolutely ridiculous. You know, know, the politicians, Ian, are all about... We want more power. That's what it Whereas is. Whereas the people who are in bed with all this, they're all about we want more security. Mm-hmm. Well, and Donald so, and Trump. so you have a winning combination where you have yeah. you have shepherds leading the sheep astray, and they, the, and they both they're both loving it. The people get the government they deserve. Unfortunately, we're here too, and we're not getting what you know we deserve. But here's what Trump said: In light of the attack from the invisible enemy. With capital I, capital E, so it's a pronoun. We need some uh, kind of horror movie sound effect to yeah, play every dun, time dun, you say dun, invisible dun. enemy. As well as the need to protect the jobs of our great American citizens, I will be signing an executive order to temporarily suspend immigration into the United States. Now, of course, there's two 
issues here. And the thing that's going to get the most attention is, my God, Trump's going to ban immigration, which I'm against. I'm in favor of immigration. But let's put that aside. To me, the real interesting thing in this tweet is him calling COVID-19 the, quote, invisible enemy, because it's right along with the whole terrorism, war on terrorism, remember? like Well, they've been saying the entire time that fighting COVID is like fighting a war. That's right. right. They've been preparing people with that sort of warlike mentality. Even he referred to Walmart workers as being on the front lines. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And essential warriors. Yes. Yep. So this whole idea of the invisible enemy is very similar to the war on terror. Remember when the war on terror started, we were talking at that time about how, well, terrorism is this sort of nebulous concept. How do you have a war on a concept? How do you have a war on a thing that you can't count? You don't know how many troops there are. You don't know. This is not a war in the traditional sense. It's a thing that can go on forever, right? Because terrorism can go on forever. And so the Department of Homeland Security and all this police state and the TSA and all these things came out. And now you have the same thing happening again with this war against this invisible enemy. And now the difference is, though, with the war on terror, it was all them Muslims and brown people. It was easy to figure out who the terrorists were, right? Well, now we're the terrorists because we're disregarding the government's suggestions. That's true, too. So anybody like us who's helping the invisible enemy <laughs> becomes an enemy of the state. We're aiding and abetting the enemy. Mm, the invisible enemy. <laughs> this, is, this is crazy stuff. And like you were saying, Conan, to the, le- to the lefties, Trump hasn't gone far enough. Yep. This is madness coming from Trump, Question but they're is, saying I, Now, what do the lefties have to say about this immigration ban? Oh, they're going to go after the fact that it's an immigration ban. And, and wait, wait, yeah, but they've been talking about shutting everything down. So how can they? They, I, I think, mean, that's classic for Trump, the puppet master. Here, mm-hmm. you argue about the immigration thing while I escalate a, a, a new war on terror against mm-hmm. the disease. But I mean, they have been preaching against. Uh, they are preaching for quarantine, but preaching. Um, uh, for quarantine and also for open in, open borders. So now they're kind of stuck in a, between a hard place. <laughs> yeah. where, where do they go from here? I knew people who wanted the borders can, between Vermont and New Hampshire closed. Can Orange Man still be bad after this tweet? Oh, he will be. What were you saying, <laughs> Mark? Um, all I want to say is that this isn't the global pandemic. No. This is the training for the global pandemic. And so everybody needs to decide for themselves. They need to think about this because we never thought about this before. Or mostly people didn't. And so the question I want the listeners to ask is at what percent, at what point, what percentage of the population needs to die for you to give up your essential freedoms? And 100%. I'm going to go, I'm going to go straight Darwin with this one. 100%. I'm with you guys. I'd rather kill myself (laughs) than live in this hellish I'm not surprised that you guys had that question. But there's uh, What is your answer then, Mark? Well, Mark's already wearing a damn mask, so it can't be that. It can't be 100%. (laughs) I don't think that the government ever has the right to do what they do. I do, however, think that they might have a reason at, you know, 10 percent of the population dying or something like that. Now, again, they don't have the right, but they do have the ability. And I've said all along here, all along, that if there's going to be one job that the state has, it's to protect against a global pandemic. And the important thing that we need to understand – I don't think that was in the Constitution. I don't think the state is capable of doing that. So much for walking over me. They're going to fail every single time we've seen that. Okay, so you're not calling for that then? Not calling for anything. The last when's the last time I, I did that? I'm just trying to get people to think. That's a good idea. But you would I don't prefer... think staying 100 percent gets them to think. But the state, if there is going to be one, it should exist to protect against a global pandemic. You said. Correct. Seems like a mixed message to me. Yeah. Um, anyway, Mark, 
Mark, thank you for the call. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733, 855-450-FREE. Do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Now, with AnyPay, you earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you receive the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then, install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. AnyPayInc.com. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. With you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Conan. So I'm not a fan of the the masks that Me neither. a lot of people are wearing. And evidently, some states are mandating them to be required when visiting essential businesses or using public transportation. Coming to us from CNN, all of the following orders from governors come with the same guidance. Masks are no substitute. Guidance. Yeah. It's not guidance. It's mandates. Well, masks are no substitute for social distancing. Mr. Freeman, I am asking you to step out of the car. Yeah, right. With your hand on your gun, officer. Maintaining at least six feet of distance from other people and staying home. But they're better than nothing, and in these states, you can't work or enter a business without them. There are a few exceptions, although people who can't wear masks for medical reasons are exempt. Now, I plan to claim religious exemption because at my other job, they just became mandatory. And I have amazing. I have no intention of wearing one. I have, in fact— You work at a corporate job, by the way. Well, it's— Sort of. I mean, it's a franchise, but yeah. it's a big, big company. Yeah. Uh, the the rules come from above, right? And we're right. just supposed to obey them. Uh, I have worn one on occasion there because, you know, I'm a manager, so I have to set a good example for mm-hmm. people and all of that. But I hate it. I hate everything about it. And I can't, because it doesn't help being claustrophobic. Mm. But have you ever worn one of these things for an extended period of time? It's absolutely awful. It's like having a dog just breathing into your face constantly. <laughs> Yeah. Well, there's an article I saw today about people that have glasses who, of course, are breathing up their glasses, right? Like the, yep. the vapor yeah. is making so they can't see. Like, what do they do? You know, I had a short stint at one of these uh, businesses here in Keene uh, putting together medical equipment. And mm-hmm. everybody in this and the, the entire establishment is called Smith's Medical. Yep. The entire establishment have to basically robe up. And if you have a beard, you have to wear a beard mask. Huh. You got to wear glasses. You got to wear, you know, covers over your head. What is a beard gloves. mask? If you want to have a beard, uh-huh. you've got to have this basically a, a a veil over your face, over your mouth, uh, to prevent little beard hairs from getting getting in places. I did that for three months. Well, beards are pretty gross. I am not. Uh, I mean, I'm if you're going to have germs, it's going to be in the beard. But you chose to work that job, and so that was your yeah, opt in in I, I that put, particular case. Exactly. I put my three months and decided it wasn't for me. 
By the way, you skip by the part of this article where they actually link to a CNN. So the story's from CNN, but they link to an article all about how to make your own face mask. And they go through all the steps. <laughs> you can make your own mask at home. Why would anyone want to? Though? Well, because they have to. Well, you might want to. Uh... Well, you don't have to. Well, you could go out and then they might arrest you. For not wearing a mask. Well, they, didn't they raid parties in New York over the weekend or yesterday for They did, and they arrest people pot? out there paddleboarding and stuff. Yeah. Um, they, well, they they're going to arrest you for not wearing a mask. It's insane. In Connecticut, the state's mask requirement applies to any residents who are in a public place over the age of two and can't maintain <laughs> at least six feet of distance from other people. And can't maintain. So, I mean, if you're, so if you can maintain six feet, you can take your mask off? That's, I'm not looking that's at the, claim. the that's a actual loophole. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of concerned about this. I am in a. I am also in a, a position where I think this mandate is going to come down, and they are going to insist that I wear this silly thing, and I'm mm-hmm. be like, no, nope. and I'm going to be, and I'm going, and I'm going to have to walk. Well, or find, you can claim it. A religious if you have a exemption. religion, you could have a religious exemption. Is that an option, Arya? Absolutely. In New Hampshire. All right. Well, well I'll, the, I'll I'll go that route and see what happens. That's not a battle they're going to want to it fight. It certainly would be an option with a federal, you know, with the the post office. I mean, I'd be shocked if that wasn't an option. Wait, wait. Well, hold on. You are religious. I'm not. So, what religion do I claim? Spaghetti, spaghetti monster. The Reformed Church of Satan is perfect. But for I'm you not. Though. I'm not that. Well, you ought to find a religion then, if you want to keep your oh, job. Man, the, the the religion of smooth faced baby faces. Uh, I don't know. Uh, something crazy. I'll think time, of something. Time to find the creator. Chat room. Help me out. I need a new religion. Well, the Reformed Church of Satan doesn't require you to believe in the existence of a deity, if that helps. I'll look into it. But a religion I'm, can be about the nature of the universe right. more so than a deity. Simulation theory? Well, that Buddhism has be. no deities. Ancient aliens? She's right. Buddhism doesn't have a deity. It's true. So, the same rules apply to people who use public transportation, taxis, or rideshare services. Now, I use Uber quite a lot to get back to my car after going out drinking, and... It always flashes up that I'm supposed to sit in the back seat now. <laughs> and I never do because I always have the same Uber driver and he, uh-huh. he doesn't he care doesn't any care. more than I do. Right. But it's always there. Please be sure to sit in the back seat of the car and wear COVID-19. gloves and a face mask. And I'm like, how about not? Do they even let you talk to him anymore? Please don't talk in my car. I don't want it the spread of any spittle getting on the windows or anything. You know what? If that was what it came to, if I were like a regular Uber rider and I was in a place where they were different, because we're in a small town, so that's why you get the same one over and over. Sure. But if I was in a place like that and I rode often enough and I wasn't in a huge hurry or whatever, I'd be like, if they if they tried to tell me that they wanted me to do all kind of COVID things to get in their car, I'd be like, nope, I'll just take another. Good. Yep. I don't want you to ride. That's exactly how I would deal yep. with it. Of course, here we don't have the option, but here they, it's Keene, New Hampshire, and they're yeah. not likely to really care anyway. So the state's Department of Economic and Community Development released mask guidelines for essential workers. Employees at essential businesses must wear masks or material that covers their nose and mouths at all time while at work. Employers must provide masks or the materials to make them because it's not like masks are hard to come by right now, right? All customers under the age of two must wear them, too. So you have you to put a mask, a mask on your six-month-old infant when yep. you carry them into Walmart with you. <laughs> Ridiculous. But, However, in Connecticut, people who refuse to wear masks aren't required to provide proof that they're medically exempt. So there mm. is that slight little so saving some loopholes. Grace. 
here. If you want to exploit those loopholes, you probably can. But still, it's going to be ugly because people are also doing social uh, ostracism on this stuff. The so-called oh, they love quarantine that. shaming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're going to have to deal with the, the guy at the, the door, the door greeter. And he's going to be like, all right, religious exemption, whatever. But then when you get in there and you're walking by everybody and they're all giving you the stink Looking daggers eye. at you. They're like, yeah. who do you think you are? I've you're endangering all of us. I've had people that look my entire life. <laughs> it's going it's to not be, going to stop tomorrow. It's going to be tenfold. <laughs> you're going to be getting it from everyone. And you know, but you're, at least Been now there. you're going to know what it's for. <laughs> mm-hmm. They can stare all they want and they can hate all they want. In Hawaii, customers at essential businesses are required to wear cloth face coverings. Employees who interact with customers or goods must wear them, too. Those measures are in addition to keeping six feet of distance and limiting the number of customers allowed in an establishment. Anyone who violates these rules could face a fine up to $5,000 or up to a year (laughs) in prison. Up to a freaking year. Where they're also going to want you to wear a mask while you're in prison. I can't imagine that that's the world we live in now where the state of Hawaii, the governor has created a new law out of nothing saying that if you don't wear a mask, you could go to prison for up to an entire year. In Maryland, you'll go, you'll leave the big prison and go into the small prison. Oh, I like the big plantation. That took me a moment. Sorry. (laughs) In Maryland, commuters and employees must wear a face mask. While using Maryland Public Transit, employees and customers over age nine must wear face coverings inside essential businesses, although adults accompanying young children should make an effort to get them to wear a mask if they're in an essential business. Right, we got to get all the kids afraid, too, because it's important to have your children be terrified. Oh, yeah. This well, worked out so well with global warming and Greta Thunberg, right? Yeah, and now that they're uh, no longer... Just them. N- now long they're, they're, because they're no longer in public indoctrination camps, your kid mm-hmm. prison... Um, where are they going to get their indoctrination? Where are they going to get their, well, their new walking orders? Some uh, online classes or whatever crap, from what I understand. Yeah, but kids are smart, and what they're what they've started doing. Yeah. Uh, what some of them have started doing is like recording a video of themselves, like blinking and breathing and nodding, <laughs> and putting that on a loop, and putting their phone there, yes! and walking away. And That's the, you know, awesome. the, the teachers are dealing with like 15, 20, 30 <laughs> students. They're not watching each one of these students to make sure they're not being fed a looping video. It's brilliant. Good stuff. I wish I could have done that during school. It's really sharp. 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Conan. And the Next Generation Wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds. Divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe in only a swipe and instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. There's no need to wait, though, as Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with their multi-tiered masternodes that allows anyone to earn by supporting the Divi network. When the new wallet launches, because of Divi's relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in more than 200 countries, including the United States. So check them out, diviproject.org, that's D-I-V-I project.org. 
Now, let's go to the phones. We've got AC calling from, I actually didn't get the location. AC, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. What's on your mind? Okay. So you guys have been talking about the uh, Corona stuff, as always, because what else is there to talk about, I guess, sometimes? But, um, and of course, the mask and stuff. You know what's really interesting um, about the story I'm about to tell is, you know how um, the government tells us we're the ones that have to wear the face masks and wear the gloves and do all the social distancing, but yet they don't seem to do any of that themselves? Oh, yeah. I love that image of them signing that social distancing bill when there's like 12 people crowded around each other. I mean, that's classic. I mean, they're almost they're almost sitting in each other's laps. They're so close to each other and not a mask in sight. No gloves, no nothing. No, no, no Lysol. Just them signing away your freedoms for a little bit of security. And the fact is, they've been breaking up, you know, parties and stuff like that, even funerals and weddings. Yep. And, uh, but, but hey, if you work for the state, it's okay if you have a funeral because that's what happened today in my fair town. Oh. There was a, a funeral for, for a funeral for a cop that died. Of and, course. And let, me tell you this, and, and, and let me tell you, the things I saw just made my libertarian, voluntarist, anarchist bones just cringe with like, like it's that kind of cringe you get when you hear nails on a chopper, like, Ugh. but it's like, so what kind of things? Like, did yeah, you yeah see? tell us examples. Like, 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 you know, a cop dies, and you know, and there's just all these people on both sides of the street downtown waving flags and stuff for this funeral. You know, as the cause, there's a bunch of cop cars and the driving by them all with the hearse and all that stuff. People are, you know, just you know, say, yeah, 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 it's awesome. He died a hero. And, you know, there's even like two fire trucks blocked off a road so they could. Well, I would say the most heroic thing he probably did was die. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. And and the worst part of it all is what I was able to find out about this cop. Turns out. That's what kind of cop he was. He was a wife beater. He was a child. He was a child molester. He was a drunk. We're just we're just guessing based on the odds here. Basing on basing on the stats, the stats that prove that uh, these are all these bad apples they say don't exist. Uh, not so much. A lot of people, including politicians, a lot of these individuals are of a certain frame of mind, and that is why they go into these types of positions because it's where they get their release their power releases where they get to take it out on the people around them either because they were bullies in high school or because they were in fact bullied themselves and now it's time to turn the the turn it all around and get payback so were we correct ac was that the type of cop this guy was uh no but oh well not really he might have been i don't know i don't like to speculate on that part but personally the kind of cop he was at least what i heard from my friend who was talking, who asked someone about this. Apparently, he was a narcotics officer. Mm, uh, a real oh, a hero. Stopping people yeah. from uh, doing things with their own body that they want to do and putting them in prison. And there's people just standing out, standing on the sidewalks, waiting for the hearse to go by, waving flags like, yay! And I'm like... Hold on, how many people, people were out and about for this parade? Good question. During the Rona, during the Rona virus, they was they were having a parade. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like a yeah, parade. Yeah. <laughs> there were some people wearing masks and stuff, but there was just like a bunch of people waving flags and you know, and it's like, 
I'm like, why don't you guys just fillet the state all the way? Well, all I the nationalism can't... protects you from the virus. See, the more flags oh. you wave, the harder you wave the flags, and the more publicly, it, it just keeps the virus away. It boosts your immune system. Right. It's good for you. It's good to get out sunlight. Actually, as Ron Paul said in his article a few weeks ago, this is actually a really bad idea. If you want to protect people and keep them healthy, you don't keep them in their homes. Yeah. Fresh air. Yeah. Vitamin D. Uh, by the way, the whole argument that UV is going to kill the Rona, uh, you need a lot of UV to do that. And I don't think if you'd stood in the sun that long, you'd probably walk away with more cancer than more Rona killing. Uh, but yeah, but vitamin D, good to go. But hey, the, see, but, thank and, you and, so but, much for and the, the call. And the fresh air is just, you just can't beat it. So, I mean, this whole quarantining. If yeah, this, but if you go outside, you might get the virus. Even if you just are sitting out on your back porch. You you. Can't that's do what that. that's what they said. That's what, what who said? I, the 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 officials. The officials can't make up their minds. They can't make up their minds whether we should be wearing masks or not. It's like uh it's good, it's bad. It's good, it's bad. Uh we don't really know. Well, they wanted to buy up all of the good masks, all of the N95 rated masks and all of that before they said, "Oh yeah, by the way, you should be wearing masks." Yeah. So that's what all of that was about, I think. Because now of course they're saying, "Oh yeah, these masks are a great idea." And they're in fact mandatory. In, in several seven places. states. In New Jersey, the first state to introduce such a mandate. Of course. New Jersey requires that customers and employees wear face coverings at essential businesses and construction sites. That's, that one just seems thrown in there, and that's peculiar. Businesses must provide them to employees and deny entry to any customers who refuse to wear them. Although the customer can still pick up their food or medicine by alternate contact-free means. So there are no exemptions in Mm -hmm. New Jersey. Employees and commuters and private carriers must wear face coverings while on trains, buses, and light rails. If they refuse to wear them, they may be denied entry. So that's not surprising. New Jersey is one of the more restrictive states out there. So, of course, their face mask requirement is going to be, you know, among the most restrictive yeah, it would be very difficult to deal with this as somebody who loves freedom because ultimately it's private property and these people can make whatever rules they want to, but they're not making the rules they necessarily want to. They may have done this without a mandate, right? Like a store could say, all customers got to have a mask on. We'll even give you the free mask at the front door or whatever, right? Like they could do that if that's sure. what they wanted to do. And then I could choose to not shop there. But now it's a mandate on every store. But it's still using these sort of corporations to enforce the government's demands, right? So these government goons come up with these ideas, they lay them down from on high, and then they leave it to local businesses or corporate businesses or whatever uh, to crack the whip on people. So they don't get to, to let you opt out. But I wonder, because I don't like the idea of stopping going shopping, but it may come to that where I'll have to like you know have Instacart go do my shopping for me because mm-hmm. I just don't want to deal with this crap anymore. But I like going out and going shopping. I wonder if you know, is it does it have to be the cloth mask, or can I go ahead and put a piece of tape over a V mask and just walk around like put the tape over the mouth so it's covered up, right? Can I do that? That's a good it's idea. A mask. That's a good idea, actually. It, it sounds like an interesting experiment that yeah. should be undertaken, but we're not in one of these states. Not so yet. Thank goodness. Yeah. Not yet. We might be eight five five four five zero three seven three three. That's eight five five four fifty free as in free talk live. 
The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Conan. And we've been talking about, you know, just the insanity surrounding COVID-19 and the response to it from people all over the the political sphere. And, and like I was just saying during the break, people who know better. People who know the stats, the history, the things that, you know, corporations and government do to their people throughout history. You were always finding out something 30 years later that this something was orchestrated by by libertarians. Exactly. That's where I was going. They know better. I mean, they they should have known the state was always going to ally itself with experts, with the medical Mm -hmm. establishment. That was inevitable. And now it's happening. They're like, oh, no, we we have to listen to the medical experts. What makes them think that there aren't authoritarian doctors? You know? That's an excellent question. Or individuals like Dr. Fauci. Mm-hmm. This nation's doctor. Look at all the patents he owns on HIV type uh, vaccines and whatnot mm-hmm. and drugs. You don't think that he has his his finger in you know the the the, the money bowl that he's looking to inv- to really make you know a lot of uh, progress from all of this hype. Oh, of course he is. But let's go to the phones. We got Will calling from Washington. Will, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, am I coming through all right? Yep. What's on your mind? Okay, so. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this video on YouTube. It's uh, supposedly a hot mic from Trump's uh, uh, briefing or whatever in the White House. And a uh, dude walks in and he says, hey, man, you can take that mask off. It turns out that uh, this new report here, it's uh, down to like 0.1 or 0.3%. You know, the, the case fatality rate is really low. And he says, oh, yeah, well, that's reassuring. Well, everybody here has already been vaccinated anyway. Yeah, I like I like that one. What does that mean? What is everyone here has already been vaccinated against? What they haven't had? They don't have a vaccine for COVID nineteen SARS COVID nineteen yet. Antibody. Maybe antibody. You know, because I guess you can uh, do a blood transfusion with somebody who's got the antibodies already and put the antibodies in you, and then and then you're, you're more immune to it or something like that. But I mean, I've also heard that they were looking at this. Uh, this uh, biosafety level four lab in Wuhan uh, back in 2018, and there was a couple of cables sent to the uh, uh, Department of Defense or something um, about the uh, practices there in Wuhan being uh, less than adequate, I guess. Well, so, to I answer mean, your question they- first, um, yeah, well, Ian and I have seen the video. I don't know about Conan. Conan has seen it as I've well. Two, I question its veracity. I've seen two yeah. different versions of it, and I saw I saw one that was blown up. So you can actually see the faces really close, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I I heard people talking. I heard people looking at each other, but it didn't look like they were actually 
talking. They got a mask on, so how, yeah, the hell how, would how you can, know? How can you tell? I'm thinking it's. Uh, I'm questioning that it, one. But look, yeah. I question the veracity of the video as well. But I don't think that really matters because ultimately it does make some interesting points. Like, hey. This isn't really something to be concerned with. Look at the state's own numbers. The state's own numbers show this thing's not really that much more deadly or thereabouts as deadly as the flu. And we all know the state's pumping up the numbers, so it's probably not even near as bad as what they want you to believe. So I think it makes good points. And more importantly, it's being taken down by YouTube. Yep. Yeah, we we had this happen right before the show. Well, Ian did. He sent it to someone. And when they went to open the link to the YouTube video that yeah. he had just sent them. 30 seconds later. It yeah, had it already gone. been pulled down by YouTube. Yeah, I've it's been nuts. trying to send it to all my friends. And I got one more thing to say about the face masks and stuff. Um, yeah, I don't like wearing an N95 very much. I don't like wearing like the, the hospital grade uh, face mask or like a full face respirator or anything like that. But I got a, a Condor multicam uh, face and neck wrap. You know, it's a fleece and, and pretty pretty thin uh, uh, kind of polyester material. And, man, I absolutely love it. You know, no more facial recognition for me. Awesome. Well, you know, Will, thank you so much for the call. It sounds like a hassle of a thing to wear. Really. Yeah, yeah, any kind of mask. But here, for all the mask producers out there, I'm thinking, Ian, you brought up a good point. Guy Fox, mm-hmm. a straight up mm-hmm. one that's actually, you know, uh, it's actually pr- provides, you know, like I said, I had Protection. to put tape. I'd have to put tape over the mask. Well, no, I'm thinking of an actual hole. mask that is developed to be a protective mask, mm, but okay. it has the rest of the features, and that way you you know you act, as far as facial recognition is concerned. I mean, you, I mean, you can make one of those with like super glue and a cloth mask. Just glue it on the inside of the guy fox mask. Oh, I'm gonna. But I'm thinking that people could you know the masks are going like crazy these days. So whoever's making masks out there, don't you sell on eBay? I, yeah, I'm a reseller. I don't make things. Oh well, but maybe, that could maybe that, it's a good time to. I well, I need more. Ch- I need more uh, immigrant children in my basement. <laughs> their, well, their, you can't get them now. With their, right? I know exactly. Trump I need bad immigration with, with their nimble little fingers. They're the best for putting things together. I can need a couple more of them. So Not, liquor stores here in New England. What struck me most about that article about required mask was that, if I recall correctly, every single one of those was a New England state. Oh, in that story, um, Pennsylvania's not New England, nah, not and really. neither is New York. Okay. Neither is Hawaii. Oh, yeah, and Hawaii definitely And neither is New not. Jersey. But wait, it is Northeast. Wait, New Jersey is, you just, you're just throwing them out, or they're not really not a New England state? That's not New England. I don't know where the boundaries of New England end and where is they it, start. Is it just Massachusetts, Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine? Is that uh, it? No, no, okay, so there's Northern New England, which is Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, and then there's New England, which includes, I believe, Northern New England. I'm not an expert at this, okay? I, I've I would lived assume here for 14 years. Them. It includes them and Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island. So New York is not included as part of New England, gotcha. as far as I understand. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. It is, because they're drastically different I know, they're cultures. Very, they're very different. Well, the, wait, let, me, let me rephrase. The city of New York is very mm-hmm. different. The, the countryside, you get a lot of normal people out there. The good old boys. I'll put this straight. We're not going to go through the whole list because it's no. all very, very similar, but I'll put it on our uh, Telegram and okay. Twitters and such. Excellent. I'm also looking at this uh, story from Pennsylvania who doesn't seem to know now that they've established that liquor stores are essential and they've taken control of the liquor industry much in the same way that they have it here in New Hampshire. Well, that's old news, right? Like they've I've, they've been in charge for a long time with the right. liquor industry. I don't think that just happened. 
Yeah, but they're not equipped to deal with what's happening now. Well, no. In the way not. that a private business, you know. Even the private businesses aren't equipped no. to deal with no, this nonsense. No, but they would figure it out a lot faster. Yes, true. yes they would. So the and, Pits- and, they, and they are. So coming to us from PenLive.com, the Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board began allowing residents to call select stores and place orders for curbside pickup Monday, but most customers did not get any booze yet. <laughs> That's because the way the program is set up, most customers will pick up their curbside orders several days after placing them. (laughs) That's so bad. Some customers, however, did get their orders on Monday. So you place an order for liquor or wine or whatever, and it'll be ready next week. Come pick it up Tuesday at two in the afternoon. Make sure you plan your drinking real good. Yeah, I guess if you have a problem, this is... This is actually turning out to be pretty good for you. Right. You cut back a little bit. So the state released new details about the program Monday, including that each store will fill 50 to 100 of the first phone orders they receive. Oh, this is going to end so well. I can't wait to watch this play out. Residents can call from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. because they definitely have the staff to take 50 to 100 phone calls in a four-hour period or until capacity is reached Monday through Saturday. The system is first come First served. There are 176 stores across the state participating. Sorry if you're at work at 9 a.m. <laughs> Only 9 to 1. So the initial maximum possible capacity across the state will be 17,600 orders per day, but that's only if every store takes 100 orders, which is unlikely. Unlikely. As it turned out, the PLCB filled about 6,500 orders on Monday for curbside pickup. That doesn't sound... Terrible. Maybe they just don't have a whole state of Pennsylvania. (laughs) The whole state. It's a big old. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't know much about Pennsylvania. That's actually really bad. They'll give you a number later in the story to compare it to. Okay. As it turned out, even if stores reached maximum capacity in the coming days, it's less than ten percent of the typical number of transactions. Our liquor store (laughs) right here in Keene probably does sixty-five hundred transactions a day. I think that's probably an exaggeration. 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Conan. So Pennsylvania has an alcohol problem, it would seem. Getting further into this story, there were 1.9 million attempts to buy from these liquor stores. But only 7,800 of these orders were fulfilled. Hold on. This is for the new curbside pickup option. Yes. Just to be clear. Right. That's what they're, that's what's Is new. that all they're offering is curbside pickup? I think you can still go into the stores, right? Yeah. This is just, and this is a new program. Okay. Okay. So this, they've never had this before. Now, because of COVID, they're like, we're innovating. Now you can have curbside pickup at your state-run liquor store. Only at select stores. And In a few days. only from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. <laughs> and only a maximum of 50 to 100 orders per day. And we might get it to you in a few days. <laughs> that means more than 99.5% of customers were unable to place orders. 
99.5%. The new details released Monday said pickups will be scheduled between 9 a.m. and 6 p.m., quote, within a few days of order placement. At pickup, customers will be required to present identification before the order is delivered. The state also clarified that orders only will be accepted by each participating store's published phone number. No orders will be accepted by email or voicemail. (laughs) It seems like a better solution would be to allow people to just get alcohol delivered to their house. You can't yeah. do that here in New Hampshire. I was I was trying to get a friend a bottle of um, Jameson's inscribed for their birthday, and mm. I could not get it delivered. Hey, yep. I think there are some wines you can ship, really? uh, but uh, hard alcohol, no, that's uh, that's not allowed, my friend. And, uh, well, so, I know and, that now. and so that's a big part of the problem. Maybe we'll see a lessening of that uh, regulation in response to this well, if we bars- have to start mailing more because they want people all liquored up. Because that's part sure of that, do. That's, that's part of the coping mechanism dealing with this. Well, you know that the uh, His Excellency, the Governor mm-hmm. here in uh, New Hampshire, and that's what they actually refer to him as. In His the, Excellency in the King Sununu. Yeah. Well, they leave out the King. I, I, I they actually king. put His yeah. Excellency in the orders. He did make an order when he put the crackdown on those restaurants and the bars, saying you can't actually have people in to eat. That now you can only do takeout and you can only do delivery, curbside takeout and delivery. That's all they can do. He did change the rules of the Liquor Commission at that time, and it's still, I believe, in play, to where bars and restaurants can now deliver sealed containers. So if you got beers... I thought they were allowed to do mixed drinks now as well. I have not heard that. That may be true, but I haven't heard that. Because I'll have to look into it. Yeah, the previous rule was it has to be a sealed container, so it was only beers. Last and wine. last year's income, last year's sales, liquor sales in New Hampshire was seven hundred million dollars. That's wow. a big chunk sales. Yeah, so I, I don't know how much of that they're actually probably probably about two hundred. Now wait, million. is this just the liquor stores? Or does that include bars? That's just the liquor stores. Okay, and those are all state run here, by the way. Well, the bars would certainly increase that number a fair bit, mm-hmm. but. Even if it was legal now to get mixed drinks delivered to you and things like that, there are no bars open that are doing that, as far as I'm aware. I mean, if if it were legal, Thirsty Owl would do it. They're open. That's the local bar for listeners that yeah. don't know. They take cryptocurrency there. I was just there today. I ordered breakfast. People I mean, take this opportunity. I was just thinking they are the only active bar in town right now. No to, way. To take really? this opportunity to learn to mix a drink. It learns, learn something. Learn to change your tire, learn to garden, and learn to mix a good drink. Yeah, I'd lab, be really interested to know down. if they're all shut down. It'd be interesting to have you like call around and see if it's true, like how many of these bars have shut down. I know Cobblestone's shut down. Yeah, so has Lab. Yeah. And well, I, I, there's still Panucci's and Kilkenny's and 21, but I don't think any of them even so, uh, so, so there are establishments that are open right now? Yeah, Thirsty Owl is the only one I'm aware of. And people, you talk about do, specifically bars. Yes. Yeah. And people frequent them. Are they full? No, you can't. You can't be full. I mean, there's no one allowed to go to them. Wait, 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 wait. They're uh, open uh, in that they are doing delivery and uh, takeout. So food, food and well, and, and, and beers. And, yeah, and beers now. Huh. If you want, if you want to go home tonight, Conan, and if if Thirsty Owl's still open, because they're going to close if it's dead, right? right like right. they're not going to stay up until one a.m. like they used to. If you want to order a twelve pack of Coronas delivered to your house, they'll bring them to you. Well, I, my question is, if they're the only ones that are open, sh- they should be doing really good business, unless you would think, unless yeah. there's a problem with uh, with with money. There is a problem with money, and that is that, and this is why um, in in Manchester, New Hampshire, so. 
Uh, this is the big city in New Hampshire where there's 100,000 people. 100,000. Uh, the, the main street, the main drag, it's not Main Street, it's called Elm Street there. And a lot of the businesses, the restaurants and such are closed there. So there's like a free stater owned place called Murphy's Tap Room. They closed weeks ago. It wasn't long before they, they shut down. Like they were going to try to stay open to do takeout. They tried and it just wasn't working out. There weren't enough orders coming in to make even a skeleton crew mm. uh, worthwhile at this place. So That's and what I, happened to Lap. And I suspect the reason for it is because you're in a downtown environment in a city, and a lot of these people don't have a lot of disposable income. They're you know they're living paycheck to paycheck, and those are stopped now for a lot of them. So they're not they're sure as hell not going to order takeout. They're they're going to actually have to cook their food and or go down to the the food bank and and grab some food from you know waiting in line or whatever. Then the other sad story was the Free Stater owned place, uh, Murphy's Tap Room, had a location in Bedford. And so when they closed the Manchester location, they said the, the Bedford location will continue. Now, Bedford's like the soccer mom, suburbia, you know, bedroom community for Manchester, right? So it's where the richer people okay. live. And even they shut down. He's closed his business. He said he had to lay off his last four people last week. Mm. So it wasn't even working in Bedford. He thought it was going to. Didn't work out. So sad. So people aren't spending money. I'm amazed... Any places are even still open now. But the, the truth is, I was in uh, Little Zoe's, which is the local place that takes cryptocurrency that sells fancier pizzas. And I asked him how things were going. Oh, they overcooked their pizzas, though. Well, I like them. But uh, then again, I'm not hard to please. Anyway, so I asked him, you know, how are things going? And he says things are great. They're really busy because all the other pizza places have closed down. Now, it's not true that all of them have closed down. There's like, I think a couple of the Greek places are still open, but who the hell wants that? So There's like five restaurants here in Keene that you can eat at at the moment. Is that, are you serious? Yeah. It's not very many. Wow. Because at, at, at work, you There's know, that's be what we do. We, there are not. There's Jersey Mike's. They close at eight. Okay. So they're off the table. But all the but all the fast food. Are you talking about late night? You talking about later? Yeah, fast food's open. Yeah, the McDonald's and the Wendy's and the Burger Kings—they're still open. That's where I think that's where people are going. I'm not eating McDonald's and I'm, Wendy's. I and know King. because you're I don't hi- even consider that food. Man. I know you're a higher class individual. The Indian I'm food places. About, open. I'm talking about the normals. There's Indian. There's Jamaican one, still one, open. Okay, yeah, I didn't count them. Yeah, for sure. Mm-mm-mm-mm. There aren't many. Okay, though. it would be interesting to do like an analysis of how many of these businesses, and, and sad to actually like drive around and see uh, how many of them are still open. Yeah, Applebee's is still open. They're operating on a limited menu though, so it's and they've got huge lettering burgers. in the windows. By the way, at Applebee's, there's huge letters that face like the windows that face the road, right? Like pickup available. So the places that are opening are really trying to let you know that they're still open. Yeah. It's a shame. It's it really sad. It's but good for the places that are still open. It's so. good if you want to learn how to cook. Take this opportunity. You take, got time, yeah. Yeah, take this Rona virus opportunity to learn how to make a drink. Learn how to cook you some spaghetti. And cook you some spaghetti while you still have it. Because yes. you're not likely to have it in a few months, it would seem. Well, Isn't pasta hard up, to find anyway? I Isn't don't know. pasta sold out? But that's one of the for whatever reason <laughs> that I, I, yeah, I, you know, you would think like potatoes, rice, those types of things are like an American staple. But no, it turns out it's pasta, t- pasta and toilet paper. Those are the first thing to go all the time. So getting back to the story here, each store has its own unique inventory, certainly won't complicate matters at all, and will guide callers through the products available for purchase before finalizing each order and taking payment information by phone. 
So if a customer calls and wants to know what products they have available, that could be right. a very tedious phone a call. A long phone call. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Do I want to get the uh, the cream-tasting vodka or do I – I don't know what I want to get. Well, figure it out and call back, lady. <laughs> That's part of the problem here is you don't – these people don't know what they want. I mean, you've dealt with customers in a store before. They come in. They don't know what they want. It's going to be even worse on a phone. Yep. Curbside pickup orders will be limited up to six bottles per order, and credit cards are the only accepted form of payment, according to the Liquor Control Board. Oh, yeah, because the the road is on the dollar bills. Sorry, everybody who doesn't have banking uh, services, the uh, 7 to 17 percent or whatever, who are either underbanked or completely unbanked, you're just SOL. Cashless society, that's where we're going. Orders will also be limited to one order per caller, per store, per day, and all curbside pickup sales are final. All the more reason to use cryptocurrency, though. If your U.S. dollars are infected and you can't get into the banking system because, let's be honest, the banking system sucks. Cryptocurrency, totally touchless. 855-450-3733. Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? Do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block. And that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture, one that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. Call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Conan. And Conan, you've been watching some movies lately. We were talking about this earlier. Uh, you recently watched Alien vs. Predator, correct? We were talking off the air about And, it. and Predator 2. Uh, yeah, Ian, he brought up one of his uh, a Predator game. That he was impressed with a couple of weeks back. It's called Predator Hunting Grounds. It is one of those video games where they call it, is it called asymmetric? I forget the word that they use, but basically means that you've got a team of players versus one character that's super powerful. That's Uber, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, well, I'm like, I'm not going to get that game unless it's like free. It's not going to be free. But, but you know what? Cause, and, and, the, and I think Arya was asking, you know, what 
what's this Predator thing all about? And we were describing the his, Wait, his equipment. You've never seen Predator? I've seen Predator. Oh, okay. Well, we, we had but we had to remind her of the facts. So yes. we're describing. Oh, all, okay. And okay. I'm like, well, Predator One was, of course, the best. Of course. And yeah. I've seen it like seriously. I've seen it like thirty times. I can't remember how many times I've seen it. I had it on VHS, recorded off a of television as a kid, and I don't know how many times I watched it that way. And then I finally saw it later, like unedited, yeah. where you can see all the gore, and it's so different. The movie's <laughs> so different when you watch it in the way it was meant to be seen. And, see, and, I think I watched the TV version as a kid so i may need to watch the oh yeah actual version. there's nothing worse than tv censorship the you know taking all the good stuff yeah. out but anyways <laughs> i'm like all right i don't need to watch predator one over again i've seen it enough times but you know what i haven't really spent a whole lot of you know, viewing times at with the other mm-hmm. uh, yeah, sure. uh movies in that franchise and so i'm like all right well you know i've I've got the internet. I'm going to acquire these, and uh, and I'm going to watch them one by one. And I'm not a binger, so I'm not. I, mm-hmm. It's not something I could do in a couple of days. But I'm, I've gotten through Predator Two, which is when they're in the city. Yep. With Danny Glover, and uh, just uh, two nights ago, Alien versus Predator. Now Predator Two, I've seen probably two or three times. And good God Almighty, it is horrible. Oh, it's just, I like it. Predator just, Two. Predator 2, Danny Glover yeah. in the city, and it's just it. so 80s. It's so 80s. Early night. Hey, it's or, 1990, which is basically yeah. still the 80s. I mean, I mean, the clothing they used to wear, they so, look like well, they're wearing... Hold on, hold on. Like they Predator, look like they're wearing bathrobes. Predator 2 takes place in the future. If you remember, the beginning of that movie, I believe, is 1997. So, it came, out, so it came out in 90. So that was their vision of what the future, seven years Seven years later. Seven years like. later. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has, a, all the handguns have scopes on them, because I guess that makes them look badass. badass yeah. um, I don't know. The, the, the Predator was kind of neat. The ending was, the twist at the end was kind of interesting. But I mean, mm-hmm. we all know what the predators all about. They're they're headhunters. They go out and they go to. Well, we may not. Know. I mean, the listeners may not know. Possible younger younger listeners may have never seen I, these movies. All right, the name of the movie is Predator. Go <laughs> go, go go from there. Yeah. But uh, I thought it was silly, uh, forgettable. I'll well, probably I mean, I'll probably never watch that again. The whole premise is silly. Right. I think it's, it's, it's Predator One. To... I think is a badass premise. Like sure, an alien well, coming down just to. As, well, now what's the difference? Hold on. The same <laughs> Predator Two is the same. It's a retread, right? So like, it's not Predator Two isn't a movie like Aliens where they took the idea of aliens and they went totally in a different direction, but still were true to kind of the concept at least. Like Aliens is an action movie. Alien is a uh, a slow kind of ho- space horror. So in that movie. in that way. Uh, Predator 1 and Predator 2 are basically the same movie. Right, it's basically a retread, kind of like how Escape Except one from... one is in La- the woods, and one is, or one is in yeah. the jungle, and one is in the city Escape jungle. from Los Angeles is the same movie as Escape from New York. It just took, it took, took place 16 years later. Right. Um, but Predator 2, you know, it's really violent, and it's really entertaining, I think. Like, I... I I thought they did a good job with it, like putting the Predator in a, in a different environment where he's not against like a, a crack team of, uh, you know, special forces agents or whatever. Yep. And he's just up against some cops and, and gangsters. I, I think my problem was that the there were too many deaths taking place. If you look in the first one, this is your was, problem with the Predator movie. Is he was too many predator people were too. dying. Uh, yeah. If you think about a Predator, you never want to be seen. You're mm-hmm. in the you're in the shadows. It's not even till the damn three quarters of the movie in First Predator that you actually see him for the first time because he's been hiding the whole time. He's sure. been he's been picking you off. But in the second one, he's there. He's killing everybody. He's not taking heads. 
It just, uh, just it he just didn't take it, hits. He took some hits. It just didn't he? work for me. And he's killing bad guys. He's only killing bad guys. What's up with that? He should be killing everybody. No, he kills cops and bad guys because they got in the way. Or did I repeat myself? He got in the way. <laughs> all right, you can skip Predator Two. I'm not suggesting watch it. Ian, he wants me to watch them all. I'm going to watch them all. He even wants me to watch the second one to the the next movie. I'm going to talk about is Alien versus Predator. Yeah. Where basically. Mm, if you what, thought what, what, Predator Two was bad, oh my God, it's going to look like a masterpiece compared to Alien. Versus I thought it was. Predator I thought 2. it was a lot better. I thought it was a lot better. No, 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 no. Are oh, you talking a- about gonna, Alien versus Predator, Predator 2. Two? Is going to look like a masterpiece to you compared to Alien versus Predator Two. Basically, they both take place on Earth. And I don't have that. Friend, I don't have this one brought up, but I think it came out in like '04, maybe. Or in a town or so city. So, what's the deal with Alien versus Predator Two? Because I've I, seen the first. We shouldn't talk about it until Conan sees it. I, uh, not, not, well, I, I, have, I haven't seen the second bad. one. It's like watching, it's like, I think the best description I've ever heard of it is it's like Dawson's Creek Predator, which is an old t- TV show. I've never seen the show, but it's I've like one of those teenage either. drama okay. TV shows. This might be the one that I was thinking about where it was like kids at like a summer camp or something. It's like a small town, the Predator and aliens attack a small town and it's just ridiculous. Well, just think of what we're talking about. You've got these two franchises and it's a crossover. And they've put, they've mashed them together. However, you know, ludicrous the idea, the concept behind putting them together is. Now the first one was good. Alien versus Predator. I like it. It's neat, and it's and it's It's fun. You you have the you have both uh, of these creatures basically playing to their strengths Mm -hmm. and is finding themselves in the same room together, and it makes sense. And then you got humans, got humans that are basically get kind of mixed up in the in the mash and victimized. Yeah. So and by the way, and it did come out in 04. Uh When I watched it, everything came back to me. I remembered mm-hmm. everything uh-huh. that I that I that I saw the first time around, which was probably back in 04. And I think I'm going to quickly forget everything again because it's just that bad. But well, that way, now you're saying it's bad. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, What's bad about it? But it's, but it's fun. It's, it's, it's fun. It's a popcorn. Uh, you know. Well, if it's eater. fun, it isn't bad. What do you mean? What do you mean when you say bad? Uh, rewatchable, something that I would want to own, put it on my shelf, rewatch it, put it in my queue that is already always there. I only rewatched it because I'm going back through all of them. See, I can consider a movie good without ever wanting to rewatch it. I can sit down and watch a movie once, be like entertained by it, and never watch it again. Well, I guess that's it, how I feel about Candyman. It was a great movie. I'll never watch it again. Though. Candyman? Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Really? I heard they made a new one though. Did you hear about that? It may have been the the new one that I watched. I'm not 100 percent sure because the original ones from like the early 90s. Uh, no, I watched the original then. Okay, yeah, they just I think they either are making or just came out with recently a new Candyman. Oh, it's well worth watching. Yeah, it's very good. If you've never seen it, definitely watch it. Don't pay money for it. Watch what? Alien versus Predator. Okay, it's it's fun. It's a if romp. you like it's a popcorn romp. If you like the Predator for and movies, Alien movies anyway, people do. People people still look at ads on YouTube, Aria. They haven't figured out to turn the ads off. I've gone to movie theaters in recent years. I've That's paid for different. movies. Going to movie theaters is different. Okay, I'm I mean, talking I about if you're just sitting Blu-rays. at home. Yeah, if, if if it's part of if it's your if you've already paid Netflix and it happens to be there, then yeah, it's 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 worth. It. And you run out of Tiger King to watch. Yeah, it's worth it. Or if it happens to not be on Netflix, I, I still I'm a millennial. I'm not going to pay for this crap. You shouldn't. See, now, as a fan of the the movies, the Alien vs. Predator, a lot of people were disappointed by it because it didn't really keep to the comic books. Because it was the comic books is where that really got started in the 1990s, Dark Horse comics. Um, I never grew up with, like, Marvel and DC, but I did read the Alien vs. Predator comics because there's, like, gore and curse words in there. Dark Horse? Dark Horse, yeah. And the the original Alien vs. Predator comic series was fantastic. And the one aspect that they kept from it was the 
I don't know, spoiler alert, the team up part towards the end of the movie, which I was glad that How they How does that even make sense? With, you have to up watch with a, the movie to Teaming find up out. with a xenomorph? No, teaming up with a predator. Oh, yeah. Well, that happens, maybe. Yeah, they kept it. Well, as I said, spoiler. But I don't know why that wouldn't make sense. I mean, you know. No, it did make sense. I they, loved it. They have, the predators have respect for other That's hunters. That's the only thing they kept. If you can, if you can prove that you are a capable hunter, you're going to have the predators' respect. Yeah, and that was a cool aspect of the comics. The only thing they kept that was from the comics. But I liked the movie. It was fun. It sounds like I'm going to have to check out uh, Alien vs. Predator 2. <laughs> you are required. Because, because I, I love bad movies. You're going to love this. 3733 That's 855 free as in Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Conan. And we've been talking about various uh, things that we're doing to just occupy our time in general. Yeah, escape. We Have are- you played any good games lately? No. No, of course no. Not. Too busy gardening. No, gu- uh, dude, gardening is full swing right now. I have oh, been wow. I've been so many hours out there. It's in my fingernails as so I you speak. gave up on the virtual garden in uh Fallout. I, hey, or... I've got priorities. You know, yeah, I just that's kinda, good. I just, that's smart. just just woke up. This corona cr- crap happened. It's like I love you Fallout, but real gardening. Versus, oh, well, versus virtual gardening. It doesn't make any sense. I haven't spent any time doing anything differently because, you know, I've worked from home for years. So, yeah. like, I'm as busy as I've ever been calling radio stations during the day. Um, I slipped in a couple hours of uh, playing Wolfenstein on the stream over the weekend, but it'd been three weeks before I played a video game prior to that. So, What about I, you, Arya? You're not going to get that final, that new Final Fantasy VII remake? No. I, I will never <laughs> you get fight. the Final Fantasy VII it remake. It looks so, pretty good. It's so pretty. It does. It looks really neat. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, but Square Enix doesn't know how to if make games like, anymore. They really. haven't know how to make games since they merged with Enix. If you like action anime. I mean, the entire point of these games is to create an antagonist that you can hate. And they did this with uh, the original 7 and with 6. But they don't know how to do that anymore. You see this with 10, 12, 13, with these mysterious antagonists that you can't create any sort of emotional connection with. Mm. That you can't hate. That you can't want to go after because they don't know what the hell they're doing. So when was wait, who was the last good bad guy? Sephiroth? Ultimisha. Which was which one? Eight. Eight. Okay, so and she was alluded to throughout the entire game as one of these, you know, bad guys should be. Right. She I was have omnipresent. never played a Final Fantasy game all the way through. I've only ever seen seven. I saw I saw a friend playing seven a little bit right. in the nineteen nineties. So I'm familiar with seven a little bit, but beyond that, not so much. I actually have a couple of Final Fantasy games, but I've never played them. That's been my problem as an adult, is like I'll acquire these games and never actually do anything with them. But if you're saying that the problem with Final Fantasy previously or in recent episodes has been that there's no real antagonist to hate, well, aren't they just remaking Final Fantasy VII? Wouldn't that have the antagonist unless they dramatically change the the well, plot? They are dramatically changing the game. Are they? Um, well, they're stretching I, I'm sure it out. The right? plot will still be there, right? But they no longer ha- know the art of making a villain that you hate. They can't replicate that. But how hard it would... Because they don't know that they're even missing it. 
but wait a minute. If they're just remaking this game, how could they not? How could they really screw that up? Is what I'm saying. Like, if the previous game had a villain, and I don't know, was it Sephiroth? I don't know the name. It was or, Sephiroth. Yeah. Okay, so they had a villain. They, that person had a name. How would they screw that up if they remade it? Well, the interesting thing about Seven is that no one really hated Sephiroth because okay. he was a, a little. Yeah, he's an anti-villain. <laughs> he's kind of the everyone. Yeah, he's fun. He's likable or something. I don't know. He's you know he's a badass. Okay. But did you ever see? Did you ever he's see? Awesome. <laughs> did you ever see Advent Children? I don't know. It's the so. it's, is that it's, the stupid one that was like an hour and forty minutes of CGI fight scenes? Yes. Yeah, I've seen that, and it's pretty. All right. So what it is, is it? Again, you were talking about <laughs> movies that are, you know, they're not necessarily a waste of time if you enjoyed watching them, even yeah. if they're even if they're completely stupid. Right. Advent Children is a prime example. It's just really sure. pretty, and everyone's you know they're all badass. They're all standing in their poses. Mm-hmm. You know, like they wouldn't in real life, but and Sephiroth is pretty pretty neat in that movie. But I don't know how I agree with Ian. How do you if you if they are remaking the game uh, point for point? They're not making it. They're not remaking it point for point. I mean, you've already seen the trailers and the drastic changes. That I've seen the first to it, not the trailers. Right? I watched the first hour of playthrough. I also, it, I, having never actually seen any significant amount of its predecessor. I did happen to watch also about I an hour. I sat and watched the whole hour. I didn't, yeah, I mean, it me was, too. It, it, it was drew very, me in. It was entertaining. Yeah, it drew me in. I'm the, like, wow, this is first, really good. The first boss scene, and it wasn't easy either. That boss looked hard as hell. It took him like 10 minutes to beat him. It took longer than that than the one I watched. He kept getting killed. I, the only difference I can see is that now it is action, and you've got a button push. Yes. Instead, uh, instead of that's just... That seems like a huge change. Yeah. And, and that's stupid. Uh, the strategy aspect of these games has always been one of the best parts. But, but they still have the thing. Well, hold this, on, they still have the thing where the, like the action slows way down, and then you can select you, spells. You, yeah, to you cast can go into and, your you can go into your menu and whatnot. I think it yeah it slows down to a certain extent. Yeah, look way 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 down. It still moves, but real well, I mean, slow. Does I don't it play know. itself like thirteen did? No, play? he's the guy I saw play is making all kinds of choices with the characters. So it's not like a well, you made those in thirteen too, but they ultimately well, see, didn't really have that. any impact. I know your other characters are doing their own thing, and you can set them up to behave accordingly. I don't yeah. know which. I don't remember which the first game it went that route, which was kind of live action. Well, and you can switch to 12. them too. Right? Twelve, and so yeah, you you set up your other characters to do their thing. So if you want them to throw a potion when you get to a certain uh, health health rate uh, uh, limit, they will. And you can switch back and forth as well. Yeah, it looked pretty cool because like. I'm also somebody who's bought as an old older gamer, right? Like I'm like I don't want to play all these live RPGs where the the clock don't stop and I can't yeah. sit and think about what to do, right? Like I don't want to have the clock running. Uh, but this actually looked fairly playable. I don't know. Yeah, well, uh, there's but, also this huge rift between Final Fantasy VI fans and Final Fantasy VII fans. Okay, and I'm a Final Fantasy VI fan. Didn't Seven, you name yourself after one of the songs in VI? I did. Okay, Seven is inferior to VI in every conceivable way. <laughs> wow. <laughs> a, I think they're Speak, di- speaking I, of I, rehashes. I think Seven is a rehash of VI. I think they're different games. Well, here's the biggest uh, problem. According to the commentary I was listening to on this remake. The biggest concern is, are they ever going to finish it? Because apparently... You it's know, out. It's, it's, it's available it's done. on PS4 now. That's not what I understand. I understand That's this right. is the first part That's of right. the remake. So, you know how back in the day they had like four There's discs? four discs. Right? Yeah, right. Well, now they're making... Seven was three discs. Four games or three games or two. I don't know how many games they're going to come out with, but you don't end this game. This game doesn't end at the end of the game. It's supposedly going to be continued in the next game. So, like... And I didn't it know apparently they actually them, went through with that. I knew they had discussed it, saying that each... Each disc was each game they released. I guess how is how I'm going to put it was going to be the equivalent of the original game. 
And so, it, as far as its length, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, so, so they're, they're plastic, stretching it, yeah. right? Like they're they're somehow padding the story or whatever, or maybe it just takes longer to play. I don't know how they're doing Which that. Which sounds like a com- pacing nightmare I for a company that it. can't write stories anymore. Um, but from what the guy said, there's going to be more games because this it's not over after this one. This has never worked out well for gaming companies. That There are yeah. countless projects that, oh, we're going to serialize this, and then they get two or three episodes in. And they fail or And that's whatever. it. Well, hey, you yeah, know so what? It could be a disaster from that aspect. It's... Is it on PC yet? No, and it won't be for a year because Sony acquired a year-long exclusive. With and it. that's where I'm going with this. It doesn't matter anything to me because I'm not playing it on console. <laughs> Done. It's another reason to hate them. Done. Yeah, exactly. But you watched it for an hour and you enjoyed watching it. Yep. I'm interested to see what people who are skeptical think about it because in the pipeline one day they're going to remake Final Fantasy VI. It's the only other one that comes close in popularity. Yeah, aren't they making? Seven. Aren't they remaking all the Resident Evils as we speak? She's playing Resident Evil Three remake yeah. right yeah. now on her streams, and I'm loving it. It's this. This is the way it works. You're, they're running out of good they got ideas. No ideas. They got no ideas, and it's all about nostalgia now. Now yeah. it's just going back and reliving Milk your childhood. Thirties and forties people for all <laughs> exactly. their money. My benefit with Resident Evil 3 is that I never played the original. Mm-hmm. So it's a completely oh, the, new and fresh experience for me. That's but I did play the second one, and I bought the second remake because, you know, I loved the original RE2. And the second mm-hmm. remake was extremely awesome, so mm-hmm. I was excited about the third. So I guess it worked out for them in the end. I'm I would actually rather... watching some of the, the, the Resident Evil movies right now. Oh, yeah? Are they good? <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen well... it. Uh, Jonovich is beautiful. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Conan. And Intercoin's programmable coins are designed to help groups raise money for a new project or initiative in a way that is compliant with regulations. Coins can represent securities that obey individual rules, like not being sold to U.S. residents for 40 days, Purchase coins can contain rules that govern how they are to be spent and when they can be cashed out. And Intercoin itself is designed to provide full trustless liquidity between any currency pairs, removing the need to list coins on exchanges to enable secondary trading. Intercoin is attempting to regain some of our financial freedoms that are threatened on the Internet and in meat space. We think that it is important here on Free Talk Live So important that Free Talk Live accepted $40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from Intercoin Inc. for advertising. If you think freedom is important too, check out Intercoin at intercoin.org. That's I-N-T-E-R coin.org. You can invest in this project and potentially make big gains or just be involved and perhaps shape its future. Again, that's intercoin.org. Let's go to the phones. We've got Mike calling from Washington. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, Aria. Good to hear you. Um, I got three quick things. First is gardening for gamers. 
since I'm not a, well, I do play solitaire on the computer. Have you guys ever done that? It's amazing. A long time ago. Um, yes. Okay. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I, I just don't play. I'm old. So gardening for gamers. Um, I grow these mixed lettuce seed packs in like a stolen Coca-Cola flat or something, a, a, a short tote, anything, six inches of dirt. And you line these things up. You plant one, you plant the other one, you plant the third one, for however many you want. You literally every day can go cut like a large salad from these seed packs. They just grow really fast. And like you cut them down two days later, you can cut that same container again. So it's kind of fun. Plus you're like eating fresh lettuce every day, fresher than you're going to get at any store. Well, not necessarily any store, but you know, um, that's really cool. I have a movie recommendation. Ooh, yeah. Um, have you guys ever seen, it's a Brad Pitt movie and I'm not a big fan, but I watched Moneyball by accident recently. Do you know what the movie's about? Is that a baseball movie? It's, uh, it's a it is, ba- and, it's, baseball, and, and it's like the baseball stats. Yes, he, yeah, it's about baseball stats from the Oakland A's in the 70s. Now, I, as a child, I had to watch all 20 games during school um, of this, like 72. But anyway, they changed the way they picked players, not by their girlfriend's looks, but how many times they actually got on base. And it was a guy from Yale that actually is the one that changed it, Brad Pitt, or the it was uh, um, Billy Bean was actually who he portrayed. Anyway, he bought this guy from another, from the Mets, and the Oakland A's wound up going to, to win 20 in a row. And then two years later, a team that offered uh, Billy Bean millions of dollars to come and be their guy, he turned it down because he had a, a young daughter um, that he didn't want to leave, and they wound up going to the World Series, and they broke that voodoo curve. Anyway, enough of baseball. And Aria, this is a personal Well, what did you question. like about it? Hold on. What did you like about the movie? What I liked about it, that Brad Pitt played like this, such a role that you would never expect him. There was no like woman in the movie. There was no six pack, nothing. He was just a regular guy. And he just is like his most mature role I ever saw. Mm. And um, it, it was just a really great story. And the person that was from Yale actually is the kid that played it. He was a gun runner in a, in a newer movie. 22-year-old, I can't remember. He's a heavy set kid. Anyway, it was just a really well-made movie, and I think anybody that enjoys baseball or Brad Pitt would really uh, enjoy watching this movie and keep it in their collection. He Actually, that guy and, Jonah Hill lost a lot of weight in the last year or two. He's a skinny is, guy. Is, He's is skinny now. Name? Anyway, great actor. Great. It was, just, it was just great. And then my third thing was, Arya, last time I heard you on, I think it was about a week and a half ago, you mentioned Superman, and that led me to remind myself that I've watched Batman versus Superman over and over and over and over. Are hmm. you Lex Luthor by chance in that movie? Because if Isn't you look Lex at that Luther Lex Luthor character, well, every- and then, no, this is that Batman versus Superman or whatever it is. And Lex Luthor, I swear, could be Arya. Really? I mean, it is just I, like I, amazingly I, resemblance. I do not know how to respond to business. that. Have you seen the movie? Well, it's not, not an insult by any either. means. It just, it, it, I'm not insulting you. It's just really... I just kept, when I watched it, I was like, wait, because I've seen you on YouTube. And um, I'm like, wow, is it possible that she's moonlighting? As Lex Luthor. No. The evil you genius. Look. If you just look that up real quick while you're sitting there playing that game, you're going to crack up. It's so hilarious. Uh, it, it's just funny anyway. You guys have a great night. Thanks he for doing that. He just outed you do. for playing a game already. Jesse Eisenberg. Mike, thank you so much for all. Uh, he's not. I'm selling Bitcoin. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg is the guy who played the Lex Luthor in that variation, in that reality. And I don't, do I look I don't, like this person? I, I, I'll have to watch it again. I don't think so. Are you a big comic book movie fan? 
Conan? I, I watched them all. Have you? Okay. I haven't seen the one with the crazy girl in it. I'm ref- kind of boycotting it. I don't know what that is. The um, uh, uh, Captain Captain America or something. What's yeah, that? I don't know. There's been so many of these things. These I'm Marvel not. I'm not like Mark where I religiously go see them and wa- actually watch them in the movie more than theater. once. He'll like yeah. go and watch more than once. Like you know, they've had so many of them. What have they been? Dozens of these movies now in just the last decade. These Marvel movies. Well, the Marvel movies had a overarching story and i think there were 17 of them in right. total which is why it's like oh my it god it lasted like two decades yeah and now they've been and, that long and two now decades? and i don't think they know what they're going to do and now that disney's in charge well, i don't know all I don't, the way back to the original hulk movie that they made in 2003 2004 okay yeah i haven't seen captain marvel mm-hmm. and i haven't seen black panther yet I've only seen one of them, and that was Doctor Strange, and I love the hell out of that. Doctor, now, now they are making coming out with another one of those. I heard about that. That, that was far was, out, man. That was very fun to watch. It was yeah. very, it was very pleasing to the eyes. I was on some mushrooms. I skipped that. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, let's keep going. We've got uh, Liberty Phoenix on the line. Liberty Phoenix, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey guys, um, before I get to what I actually called for, I have to absolutely agree with Arya that Ultimecia is the last good villain in the Final Fantasy series. Uh, next to Kefka, next to Kefka, Ultimecia is there. Um, and they absolutely did screw up Final Fantasy VII. They're chopping it into seven different games. They're seven games? I'm sorry, six games. Six, wait, 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 games. six saw, games? And are they charging yeah, six. 60 bucks a pop? 80 bucks a pop. Holy if you want the extra stuff. <laughs> if you want all the extra stuff because you get extra materia for each game. All right, well, we and, just we just figured out yeah, what I'm this... I'm against it on that. We it's, just figured out what this all boils down to. They money? are they are, mil- they are milking the nonsense yeah. out of this. Yeah, it's, think Final yes. Fantasy VII has the most rabid p- fan base on yeah, the one, planet. It's one generally more considered one of the best RPGs of all time. Now, I don't know if it's true or not, but people love My that game. My roommate has the new one, and it is it is good, except for the fluff quests um like you have to find cats at one point you have to find kids with swords on their backs at one point now you said it ends when you leave midgar right correct yeah when you leave midgar is when it it, the first game ends and for those of us that don't know what that means that's relatively early yeah in the the original game three hours at the most is how long it would take you to so they took a three so they took just to make sure i'm following this they took three hours in the original game from the 90s, Final Fantasy stretched VII, it to 45 and hours. stretched that to its own 45-hour um, remake. I can't imagine yeah. how much fluff that actually contains. My God. Loads. But you still have to get, you know, you, have to, you still have to go into the hot tub to get the good dress and the panties and the, and the deodorant. They so they kept, that they kept the cross-dressing. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> it, 45 hours, they were still able to keep most of the original storyline, so... That's yeah, but cool. the pacing has to be awful. Cause yeah, that, that's, and, and that's the issue here is that they have to redo the entire story to make it last for 240 hours or however long that's going to be when they made six well, of these things. Well, I'll tell you, watching the first hour like Conan did, I was I was pretty entranced by it. Like, it looked nice. It didn't seem to be bad pacing. But then again, it wasn't. I didn't see the whole first hour because there were a few cuts in there. So yeah. I don't know how much got cut out. Yeah, well, you also saw reason- one hour of a 45-hour game. Yeah. <laughs> So the real reason that I wanted to call, guys, is to find out if you're going to Anarcho Vegas. I hope so. Is it going to actually happen? I've heard they're trying to make it happen. Well, I'm slated to DJ the closing party, so you guys have to be there. When is it? It is July 17th, or sorry, July 18th and 19th um, at a, I believe it's one of the station casinos. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for the call. I'll give it some consideration, but me personally, I'm going to Vegas at the end of May. 
So I'm not likely to be up for another Vegas trip. You'll have to tell us what it's like. 855-450. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Conan. And I want to say thank you to Bogart, who is tonight's amplifier. He's a gold-level amplifier, which means he gives $10 per month to the AMP program that you can find at amp.freetalklive.com. Of course, we don't ask that. To join the program, it only takes a $5 donation. But AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. It's money that is used specifically to advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live. So if you like the show, if you like what we're doing, you want to help us get on more radio stations and all that awesome stuff, check out the AMP program. It's the best way to do it. Bogart, thank you so much, and we hope you continue enjoying and amplifying the show. It's been nice talking about something besides COVID. It has. That was. It was a good, good escape. From reality. Or maybe we're escaping into the real world. And all of this nonsense we've been Wait, talking about what? for the first two hours of this evening is all the is the is the black mirror twilight zone that was brought up on mm. a multiple occasions. And maybe the simulation's coming apart. Well, I well, was speaking talk- of escaping reality, oh, we've God. got David on the line from New Mexico. <laughs> David, you're on Free Talk Live. <laughs> <laughs> That's his impression uh, of you, right, Arian? Is that all you is got, that, David? It's pretty lame. I wasn't. No, I wasn't uh, Im- impressing Aria. That was my genuine reaction to Aria's humor. I'm sure. I was. It la- sounded genuine. I was, la- I was. It did it. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I was trying to make it sound uh, not genuine. Um, all right. What were you calling yeah, about? I, I, uh, Aria made me forget now. Obviously, the um, liquor stores are up and running where you're from. It says cop arrested. Is, did a cop get arrested yeah, there? Cop arrested. We don't need no liquor stores. We make our own. A little bit of copper tubing. So uh, anyhow, yeah, cop arrested. So like you were saying, break from the COVID thing. This COVID thing has made it so there are like six cops that have been arrested in New Mexico in that COVID time period and haven't been getting any of them. So here's here's the best one. A uh, the headline that you can search is uh, video former AP. There's video attached. It's really good video. Former APD officer arrested for battery kidnapping charges. And in this video, you get to see two really fun things. One, you get to see him uh, cuffed, and they're cutting his uniform off of him with a scissors. And then a little bit later in the video, you get to see him sitting in the jail, looking really sad. So it's. It's worth watching. Now, what did he do allegedly? Name. What was the crime he, he committed? He committed. He, he committed kidnapping. He he beat up his wife, his girlfriend, uh, whatever. He choked her. He dragged her. He she gave her. He gave her a brain bleed. He what did we say earlier about cops? Cop. Abusive. Forty percent. Their wives. It, yeah, and if you look at the, if you look Our at husbands. the guy, you can see you can see the telltale signs of steroid use if you look at him close and you know what you're looking for. I believe it. So. Jeffrey Wharton. Well, it's cool that they cut off his uniform. I, I don't enjoy seeing other people sad, really, even if they were immoral pigs. But, you know, to each their own. David, thank you so much for the call. Yeah, I mean, I'm not 
I don't uh, participate in Schadenfreude. I don't, which is a German word that means taking pleasure in other people's pain. Um, it doesn't make me happy to see people suffering, even though even if they've caused suffering. But at the same time, I don't feel bad for them. Yeah, it's like oh, I think too bad. I buddy. think that meeting out justice does feel good. It's but I mean, how do you? How, we we had we've had this conversation before. How do you? What's the difference between justice and vengeance? Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's a fine line there. But when I when I see someone get there their share their their due at the end of the day for bad things that they've done to other mm-hmm. human beings i don't know i don't i don't feel bad i feel i do feel kind of good mm-hmm. it is a uh, it's you know I, I i to me it's progress it's in the right direction it's consequences that have been met have been dealt and maybe we'll be better off and, and maybe even that individual who's been punished Maybe he'll figure something out and he'll and he'll fix his his ways. Know, that doesn't really sound like a healthy reaction to seeing someone suffering. Is to it depends. feel good about it? Well, I mean, it depends on what they were about. Someone beating his wife gave her a brain bleed. A, a brain bleed. Excuse me. I would like to see that situation come to an end. How do you fix that person, though? How do you fix that cop if you don't punish them? You just let them. You just you just pat them on the back and forgive them. And say, hey, well, you don't you don't reward them, and rewarding good behavior and ignoring bad behavior is a far better way of changing people's behavior than punishing bad behavior. If the well, but I'm not saying I delight in seeing people suffer. Mm-hmm. I said this is why I brought up the difference between justice and vengeance. Right. I think I see what you're saying. I think justice should be. Uh, I'm not going to have go throw a party or anything, but I'm thinking that. Um, if if you do feel good, I'm not going to say you should feel bad about that. That feeling, I'm thinking that feeling is natural, and that should it should be something that uh, uh, we should all meeting out justice to bad people should feel good. But this is why people are laughing when they see on Facebook or in the news that this pastor who held services despite COVID-19 is now sick in the hospital with COVID-19. Is this the one who went back and they this is this, a different? This is lots of pastors are doing this. So they the one, see the same thing. Oh, it's. It's his punishment. It's it's justice yeah, being served. Yeah, but that's not justice. That's not justice. That's it's justice from their point of view. Mm, that I see what you're saying here, Conan. There is a difference between relishing the punishment of another person, being a straight sadist, and uh, and then being like, okay, he got what he deserved, or like feeling satiated with, okay, this person. Has been given justice, and, and in maybe a we'll instance. actually represent progress. Maybe we'll actually, mm-hmm. maybe it'll be good for the the spouse that was beat. Maybe it'll be good for this dude who's beaten on his wife. He'll learn a lesson, and all the rest of us can learn from this. Don't do this. This is so bad. Like, you wouldn't have gone out in the streets like you said. You wouldn't have uh, thrown a party. Party like when uh, uh, what was it? Uh, not Osama, yeah, Osama bin Laden. When Osama bin Laden, remember, people were or even were partying or, or in even, the streets, or even Gaddafi. Gaddafi, yeah, they were dragging him through the streets, butt naked. But I mean, in the United States, people remember they were partying when uh, the United States was claiming to have killed Osama bin Laden. There were literally people out in the streets waving flags and like drinking and and woo America. And I was like, whoa, that's totally. Yeah, you don't. You, you didn't know yeah. this guy. You were. You only knew what you were told. Right. He never did anything to you. Only what was told that he did to you. Um, he's on the other side of the world. You don't know this guy, right. and yet you're here. You are having a party about the death of this guy. Yeah. It's but sick. no, it's different. If it's like your neighbor, you know, it's you know, obviously this community uh, probably found out about this guy, and he was dealt with. They they cut his uniform off of him. I think that. We, I mean, I mean, what which else? is not bad. I'm definitely not opposed to that. 
you know, cut his uniform off of him, forcibly fire him. Yeah. Right. Or not forcibly, but you know what I mean. Fire him. And do so in a way that is humiliating and that leaves a lasting impression. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But as far I, as- I, do, I, I think that Dave, he, the pictures are probably worth a thousand words. Probably, uh, probably every show would just, everyone should take a look and just, just to see. Not to have a party, not to laugh at the guy, not to feel good, you know, but to actually see the consequences of of bad actions. And this is this is what it'll lead you to. I mean, it it's certainly effective to an extent to punish bad actions, right? Like when the dog pees on the rug or whatever, you punish him in some way, shaking a can of beans or whatever. Is that does that work? I don't know. <laughs> I, well, I don't train dogs, man. I train cats. I I know what you don't do. And is you spray you, them with a squirt bottle. It's uh, really easy. Yeah. I think I think we need Caesar Milan on this one because I know that a lot of people mess up in this department where they'll like start mm-hmm. smacking their dog with a shoe or something. Bad or, plan. Or, you you or should plan. never hit an animal. Yeah, or take they'll take the pee or the poop and they'll shove it in their face and that doesn't work and either because all you do, do is that either. The, the better alternative is to take the dog outside, let it do its thing, and then reward it for doing its thing outside. Mm-hmm. You, you just hit on it. It's, Rewarding good behavior. Yeah, don't punish the bad behavior and as beating the silly thing, but to reward good behavior. Yeah. And that, it's far more effective. That works, yes, because then the dog wants to keep doing that. No, we need it, a it society it, it makes you happy. that has a justice system built on that exact same concept. Okay, so let's go with this. Let's go back to the cop. Let's take the dog training analogy. How do you fix this cop? With with a reward, a free market, a free market that rewards people for not beating the hell out of their spouses and one that punishes them for doing so by firing them or not necessarily punishing them, but restricting them from other opportunities. Whether or not that qualifies as a punishment you know, is debatable. I can, I can only imagine a guy going home and he's got his trophies on his wall. Hey, what's that trophy all about? Oh, this one is uh, from 2012. I didn't beat my wife that year. Well, it wouldn't be that stark, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. A police officer who doesn't have domestic violence issues, give him a raise. That's rewarding good behavior. And I think, and obviously, could, in a free market, cops wouldn't really exist in the first place. But you know. security would, security would, but not necessarily yeah. what we've got. People, uh, you know. And I think we would see crime rates and spousal abuse and all that crap just plummet because we would be actually utilizing psychology to create a better world instead of a barbaric system of punishment. This has been Free Talk Live. If you like the show, head on over to amp.freetalklive.com. That's Amplify, Market, and Promote, amp.freetalklive.com. Find out about your common law rights. Move about the land freely in your personal conveyance or on foot. Know what to say if stopped by a man or woman in a costume and proceed safely on your way. Also, find out how to lawfully keep all the money you make free of tax. Protect your liberty and freedoms in a peaceful and lawful way by adding William Stenson 60 at yahoo.com to your Skype contacts. And let's talk free on Skype. That's William Stenson 60 at yahoo.com. 